11 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And God bless you, Twitter, that a raccoon trapped on the 36th floor of a building is trending and Trump in North Korea is not. Thank you. God bless you all. And, of course, welcome to the show, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Uh, yes, uh, I, I didn't know that Singapore had an island named after my family, but uh, thank you. Oh, oh, yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> I didn't know either. Uh, so, And, of course, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Um, yeah, you had uh, quite some fun today. Well-deserved fun. Rain? Yeah, oh. Uh-oh. There she is. Oh, yeah, you've been, uh, you've been on your feet all day. Yes, yes. Bob and I literally walk from archives to anybody who knows DC archives down to 7th Street back up because we couldn't get in went we went east past the gallery the National Galleries can you move on under your mic a little around. bit sorry came back around ended up down we probably walked about seven miles today mm. that's a lot that's, and that's easy to do in Washington Oh yeah, that yeah. They, so easy to do. See the Stanley Cup live with our own eyes. How big Ooh. were the crowds, like compared to say an inauguration? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta tell you, um, <laughs> it was it was really the crowds were big. We got there at ten thirty, um, and so people were still coming in. And we were Bob and I were making the joke about you know inauguration, and I came home and I took it took a look at some of the inaugural pictures and then some of the aerial pictures from today mm -hmm. i don't know i i i don't know i think they're going to bring sean spicer back tomorrow to have a special <laughs> news conference because <laughs> people are some people say the crowd was bigger than trump's inaugural but here's the thing one of my mm -hmm. bucket lists done I got to see a Zamboni driving up Constitution Avenue. In All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I had a Zamboni run over my toes once, but that's no. not the same thing. But you this know was the how largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Uh. <laughs> So yeah, it looked it looked amazing, and I I I, I gotta say I love seeing a, a sea of red hats that don't say MAGA on them. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. On on the Caps team, there were only two Russians. 
One is Ovechkin, and I can't, I think Kugnets, Kugnets. Anyway, Cattle, correct me, because that's fine. But those sure. are the only two Russians I like in D.C. You, you don't like anybody named uh, Velenitskaya? Velenitskaya. <laughs> Velenitskaya. She's, or, she's not on the team. She's not on the team? No? Okay. Or Kissinyaks? Nope. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if he was on the team, you know, they're all searching. Yeah, he'd be dead was, of a heart attack really if he fun. if he put on. It skates. was. It was the whole thing was really fun. Um, <laughs> it, it's something that I just I felt really happy for DC for you know the entire area. Um, we needed this. It was like mm-hmm. kind of a break because I'm sorry about Earl. Early bird. Oh, Earl. Earl is crying. Earl is hungry. Feed well, Earl. Earl decided he needed to come into the basement with me, and the basement door is closed. Oh, 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 oh! Let me out! Oh, oh! Let him out! <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Doing a show here, man. He's got to learn yeah, his lesson it was, somehow. It was very cool. The parade was awesome. It was a real kind of like boom. It, it felt like, um, you know, here in D.C., I know everybody across America feels the depth of the Trump nightmare. Mm-hmm. But here in D.C., it, it feels a little bit more intense. See? Yeah. You hear Earl. He agrees. Yeah. It feels yes, a little that- bit more intense. And so, you know, this is a city who hasn't had... You know, they haven't won anything since the '92 with the with the Redskins. Mm-hmm. So it was a big deal, and um, it was really fun. It was awesome, and God damn it, Earl! Yeah, just chew your way out, boy. Yeah, save him. I'm out for three or, seconds. Or just <laughs> shart your way out there, Earl. Yeah, that well, that, <laughs> that'll clear a room. <laughs> that clears so, a room. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and thanks to our good friend Theo, a little teaser for later on in the show. Um, we're going to get a story about Martian sharks, everyone. That's right, Martian sharks. So uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. We do have some other fun no. stuff coming up on the show. We're going to talk about Trump and North Korea. Karina. North Karina. North Karina, Karina. Um, and, um, yeah, we're, we'll talk about him, uh, and the other, uh, uh, fat dictator, um, uh, very lightly because I don't, uh, it, it just, it's, it's just, everybody's talking about it and it's just, it's that in one of those news cycles, it just makes me fucking want to puke. And that's why Twitter, I think with it not trending, I mean, a raccoon trapped on a building is trending. That's awesome. Good. Yes. You know, Trump, not so much. Where is this the Warriors, trending. Trump, no. Where so, is the raccoon happening, Ken? Um, it's uh, not trending here in D.C. Well, <laughs> I will I will look it up. Uh, but uh, it, it, that was like an hour ago, so yes. it, it could have changed. But yes, there's a story. Let, let's, find, <laughs> let's find the story out about the raccoon, everybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, but here, but for for you and yours, Rain in Washington D.C., um, everybody uh, who got to participate in the parade today for the Caps, 
There you go. Congratulations, I Caps. Love, I love that. Sure. Love Works it. for all sports. Um, this okay. is so here's the story, um, and the, the hashtag is MPR Raccoon. Hashtag MPR Raccoon. The world anxiously awaits the fate of a raccoon that's scaling a skyscraper. <laughs> and this is from uh, just Twitter US News. It doesn't give an author. Um, but yeah, so a raccoon that found itself stuck on the UBS building in St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, Heidi could go see this. Um, decided the only way to go was up. The raccoon made it to the 23rd story, but the fire department is trying to lure the raccoon to the roof so they can usher it to safety. Um, and there's pictures of it. And he's just, he's, he just, just keeps climbing up. Oh my God. He, he's, he's like a little Spider-Man. <laughs> he's using God, those. I'm seeing this on. Oh my. He's using them hands. He's like, I can do this. I can do. Wasn't there a raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy? Rocket raccoon, yeah. So, rocket. <laughs> that, that rocket raccoon. Yeah, it could be. He doesn't have a, an oversized gun. But man, he's really doing a good job. I oh, don't fall, raccoon. Be a hero. So, uh, but anyway, the world cares more about that. Yet? Huh? Does he have a Twitter account yet? Um, he probably does. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, he stopped on a ledge to do some grooming of, of himself uh, as well. So well, you got to look good for the cameras. You do. Oh my god! I, I can't believe they they wouldn't like try and like pull a window in, like like break the seal on a window, pull it in, you know, a story above them or something like that. And you know, my experience with raccoons are they're very jumpy. Well, yeah, and if you. Like, like you say, well, how about a helicopter going? But that would probably cause him to fall, even, well, even yeah. the window. Well, if you did the I window... you, you got to get him with food. If you food. did the window high enough above his, his route that he's taking and put a whole bunch of food in an empty room there, you know, you might be able to do it, you know, if you were, you know, sitting off to the side being quiet. Put a couple of stinky anchovy pizzas in there. He'd go crazy for him. Tear him up. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, hopefully he makes it to the top, but that is better. That, that, that's, that's more thrilling news than Trump in North Korea. And well, he's trying to take, take, take some of the, the, uh, the attention away from North Korea because he mm -hmm. figured this is more important anyway. I believe more people so. care about the raccoon. True. True. Um, and, uh, and by the way, rain, uh, Fox is all in on NOCO. Oh God! The cutification, the cutification of a brutal regime who commits, uh, you know, a murder on, on their populace. The guy killed his family members that he that disagreed with him, and he gets his country gets a cute nickname, Noco, from the likes of Sean Hannity and Fox and Friends, and so on and so forth. When did we become? I mean, what? Uh, okay, I. I I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask, but I was gonna ask. When did we become so lazy and stupid? Not we, Fox and Fox. <laughs> you know, and I think we know when that happened. Uh, shortly after the inception of their network, what twenty years ago. Um. So yeah. Poor raccoon. They're really using Noco. Yeah, Hannity used it in. The, they used yeah, it in, in like the big uh, the headline for a story. 
No coach so lazy. Yeah. And stupid. And stupid. Not lazy. No, they are lazy. And they are stupid. But they're also really dangerous. Yeah, it's propaganda. They're really, really legitimizing a regime mm-hmm. that puts its people in jail. For no reason. For no reason. They put them into work camps. They have gulags. They actually, they actually arrest and put into work camps entire families yes. for the s- alleged transgressions of one member of the family. Yeah. And keyword alleged. Which well, I should say trumped up. Trumped up. Well done. Well done, sure. sir. Yeah, thank you. Well done. I, I am so disgusted. I yeah. really am so disgusted. Yeah, I posted I, a uh, an article I'm going to post uh, in the chat by Margaret Sullivan of uh, the Washington Post uh, in our production chat. And um, it sums up my thought, is that uh, he put on another show, and the media fell for it. Simple as that. You remember the campaign back when he had this huge press conference about apologizing, admitting that Barack Obama was born in this country. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that during the campaign? And he, and the the media built that up for like a day. They had countdown clocks on CNN and everything. And he did this at, at the opening of his hotel. Yep. yep. And all it was was the opening of the hotel. And at the very end, he says, well, yeah, I guess maybe he, he's, he's a citizen. Bye. He just said it no, was over. He said it was over. Yeah, it was, it's over. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was, it was a media. Admitted it. He it's said not it. that is right. Sorry, Ken. Go. Uh, I was. Gonna, I was just going to say. He, he said it's not an issue. It's over. End of story. Basically, is what he said. Never an apology. Never that he was wrong. Um, that it just wasn't an issue anymore. But but the point the point was that that he dragged the media there and he waited to he, he had them there for like what an hour and a half. Mm-hmm covering this live and he went on about praising these uh, medal of honor winners or something he had yeah. there and the opening of his hotel and what a grand place and, and they got a, all got a tour of the hotel i think joe ball ba- yeah, i think uh, baldaroso mm-hmm. was there go uh, do a google search as well <laughs> yeah go ahead so at the very end he does that yeah that uh, uh oh yeah so it's over and and you know everybody said we got punked Mm-hmm. Well, you got punked on a grand scale last night. Let me tell yeah. you. Yeah, Rain. Did you, know, you want to go ahead, please? What What really bothers me about this because the the article that Joe is talking about is really on point. Is you know what? It is historic that he met with Kim Ong. It is mm-hmm. historic. It doesn't mean it's good history. No. Well. And, you know, it's, it's, go ahead. Yeah. And the thing is, is I, I didn't listen a lot to, to, to the news today because I was busy celebrating the really good red hats, the ones that yes. wore the Stanley Cup red hats. Yay. Um, but what is interesting to me is that, you know, when I came back this afternoon, I heard, I heard some pundit chat, you know, that what I heard from like Nicole Wallace and a couple of other people, they, they were mocking him. Mm-hmm. I heard mm-hmm. on MSNBC that this is not good. I didn't listen to CNN. 
but I've seen tweets about how over at Fox News they're they're really trying to make it sound like something happened. And God's honest truth, nothing happened. He talked about he talked about real estate deals. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, yeah, you know, the developing the beaches of North Korea. Yeah, he said he said Korea can get rid of their cannons, which come on, people. This it's is this, missiles. Here, here's here's something of what what happened today. And God, this is uh, when I was watching this. I, I was God damn it! Because apparently the propaganda wing, uh, there, there's a new Trump media outlet for pro-Trump propaganda. God, and it's called Destiny Pictures, and they put out a four-minute video. Of this propaganda uh, uh, piece that was on a cassette. <laughs> a cassette. Yeah, what was that? On God. a cassette that was played on an iPad. <laughs> How do you hook up a cassette player from 1982? Well, I can do that, but um, I don't think that that's what they, they were talking about because you, you're doing it wrong. Um. <laughs> yeah, I have a program that could do that, but um, and I've done it. <laughs> but, yeah. So I know, wonder if they're that. I wonder if it's that it's that low rent that they actually like had a VHS player that they had to run into a, that they had to use a converter <laughs> on and run it into a laptop. It looked pretty shitty. I, I actually don't think so. I think, I think they originally that, was were going to do it on an overhead projector, but they couldn't. Get the the bulb burned out. Yeah. Well, so no, did I Trump. Think Trump is that rent that he doesn't <laughs> understand. He yeah. probably really thinks they use cassettes. He probably saw uh, it was on a memory card or a flash drive, and he thought cassette because he doesn't use computers. Um, he uses his phone. He doesn't do emails. He doesn't do any of that. Not because he doesn't want to, because he's scared of computers. Calling a car, uh, calling a, a, a memory cartridge. Um, you know, memory card or um, a flash drive, a cassette, just proves how ignorant he is. So well, it's I, also I calling a missile launcher a cannon. Yeah. Um, and uh, so anyway, I did not record the whole thing. I recorded like the first half of it because I couldn't fucking handle it. Um, <laughs> but it, it was it, it was just a big ugly montage of you know pictures of trump pictures of kim pictures of you know basketball players <laughs> you know I mean? wasn't it, dennis, it was dennis rodman wasn't it was uh, i i don't even know uh but uh, yeah, there was a guy was a slam, there was a guy slam dunking and um <laughs> a tall man hey. in sport it could have been rodman could have been rodman but you know and there's just all kinds of other things like you know we've achieved great things in this world and it shows like you know a bicycle race and a rocket launch and you know <laughs> i mean it, it, it's just like they found all the crappiest stock footage they could in the national archives and we're like okay yeah that 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 it, it's kind of like how ed wood used to recycle found footage um in his movies but anyway this is this is it. Uh, Trump's new propaganda outlet, Destiny Pictures. Seven billion people inhabit planet Earth. 
Of those alive today, only a small number will leave a lasting impact. No shit. And only the very few will make decisions or take actions that renew their homeland and change the course of history. History may appear to repeat itself for generations. Cycles that never seem to end. There have been times of relative peace and times of great tension. While this cycle repeats, the light of prosperity and innovation has burned bright for most of the world. History is always evolving. And there comes a time when only a few are called upon to make a difference. But the question is, what difference will the few make? The past doesn't have to be the future. Out of the darkness can come the light. And the light of hope can burn bright. What if a people that share a common and rich heritage can find a common future? Their story is well known. But what will be their sequel? Destiny Pictures presents a story of opportunity, a new story, a new beginning, one of peace, two men, two leaders, one destiny, a story about a special moment in time when a man is presented with one chance that may never be repeated. What will he choose? To show vision and leadership? Or not? Is how I felt after I recorded all that. Oh, Jesus. Um, that was pure propaganda. Uh, and also, from what I hear, an opening to Apprentice. No, that's not what I heard. Is that what you heard, Rain? I heard that that was supposed to be the opening to the new season of The Apprentice. But I instead, heard. Donald Trump ran for president and... I don't know. See, I heard that that hell? was. You remember, remember Voyager. Star Trek Voyager. No, no Voyager. Oh, yeah, yeah, Voyager. Yeah, the real Voyager. The gold that they disc. sent into with the gold disc. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the reject. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, uh, they were afraid that if that. anybody saw that on an alien planet, they uh, would shun us from the galaxy. Okay, so so they never sent that one. It was so pure propaganda. So this this part right here. New Destiny Pictures presents. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Destiny Pictures. Yeah, it's a subsidiary of Scott Pruitt Productions. I mean, is it? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I totally made that up, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um. Uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, this Destiny Pictures. If we look this up, because I'll go deep dive tomorrow. You sure? Sure. Um. You know. But I. I. Yeah. I. I don't know. This is. This is just the simple fact that he's like he made a four minute trailer for a non movie for Kim Jong Un. It, it, it's insane. It's insane. 
it made Dennis Rodman cry. Oh, yeah. Say, yeah. He was on CNN with Chris Cuomo, uh, blubbering that he got death threats or something like that. Yeah, I couldn't even go home. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's say, really, really. Yeah, he was blubbering on. I didn't Qu- know this. Like I said, yeah. I was away. I tried to record some of that Rodman audio, and I was like, oh, fuck this. And I just, I recorded some of it, and I just hit delete on it. I was like, I'm not even going to entertain this nonsense. Um, I will say this right now, and, and we're almost uh, upon the break, but I want to, because it's staycation, and I don't have a ton of audio, um, if anybody wants to call in uh, throughout the course of the show, you can. 330-536-1466. Um, not yet, after the break. Um, but yeah, you can call in whenever you want. I don't care. So, um, Nazi Trumpists, please um, give us a call. <laughs> we want your take on this propaganda piece. By the way, Destiny Pictures denies it made the take. <laughs> Oh I'm Jesus! Just gonna come God. in with that. I, was I just, I that. just, I just posted it in the chat. Movie studio owner has no idea why the White House said his company made the fake Kim Jong Un movie trailer. Probably because they no involvement in the, the Trump guy who, movie trailer. The guy who owns the company is Mark Castaldo, and um, he began his career in the casino business, working ten years in Atlantic City. So, I, I kind of have a feeling there's like some double raw dogging going on here. Something's wrong. It sounds There's to me something wrong here. like uh, somebody in the Trump administration didn't do this. Go do a Google search. And just was like, <laughs> I got it. Destiny Pictures. Yeah, that doesn't sound too generic. Exactly. Oh, I love it. There's this quote in this article. It said, it felt like something sort, sort of one the thing that one might be forced to watch while on LSD for a research study. Yeah, really. That video was bizarre. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really. So, um, oh, uh, a couple. This is our world. Yeah. Well, and a couple other, uh, just so we can get this bullshit out of the way. Um, uh, the last two audio clips I have with Trump in North Korea. Here he is with a gaggle of photographers. Well, and if you haven't seen this video, I'm wondering how much English Kim Jong-un understands. Because the look on his face, I mean, you, as soon as the camera panned away from Trump and over to Kim Jong-un, it should, should have been like, <laughs> you know, like from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, because the, he just had this look on his face like, did he just say that? Because he said to the photographers, make us look handsome and skinny. Uh, the audio is rough, but here it is. Right, getting a good picture of everybody, so we look nice and handsome and thin. Beautiful. And then the camera pans away, and Un has his look on his face like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was weird. And then, um, and then there was this one. Um, he just admitted that probably nothing's going to happen and he's not going to take any responsibility for this whole shit show. I think, honestly, I think he's going to do these things. I may be wrong. I mean, I may stand before you in six months and say, hey, I was wrong. I don't know that I'll ever admit that, but I'll find a, <laughs> I'll find some kind of an excuse. Well, he told the truth at the end there. He'll make some kind of excuse because he I seems to... Uh, yeah, that's bullshit. Whoever laughed is, uh, yeah, 
that they they need to be uh, uh, throttled. Um, not throttled, verbally they made, throttled. Made, they, they need to be made to watch that movie again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, seriously, you're you're laughing about. I mean, this is. Hmm. This is not funny. This is grave. This is, this is the thing. I mean, I know that we do a we try to do a funny show. Mm-hmm. But what happened over the past couple of days? Actually, over the past week, from Friday until today, none of it's funny. None no. of it is funny. I, I told Joe, and I tend to be more happy clappy than than you guys. Mm-hmm. I have had a knot in my stomach. Yeah. This is not funny. No. Trump did not bother to discuss at all the human rights atrocities that this regime, that this dictator commits. Mm-hmm. I, I'm disgusted by it. And and what he did these past couple of days in this in this summit where, you know, he was like, well, you know, we're going to have a summit. We're going to have a summit. And then even before he met with Un, he said, things are going so well. We're just going to have this. And we're going to, it's going to be 10 hours, 11 hours, and we're going to leave. And it was at that point when I realized this really is the joke that I hoped it wouldn't be. Yeah. So, well, um, yeah, I know how you're feeling, and that's why that's pretty much all we're going to talk about this story right now and move on to bigger and better things, because it's staycation, so I kind of get to do what I want this week. Um, so Susan's like, what do you want to do on staycation? And I said, um, just enough, but not too much. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> regarding everything, <laughs> just enough not too much so anyway we're gonna go ahead and uh hit the break um we'll listen to, i feel like listening to uh let me see if i got a uh kill the hippies song um because i haven't listened to a song of theirs in a while um eh, seriously come on that's all i have oh well i'll go with uh, the dad of rock well, i haven't heard any of that in a while um, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, we'll listen to um, Radio Frankenstein. We haven't heard that in a while. Uh, this is my big edit from last year. Not the perfect audio, but not too bad, not too terrible. But anyway, yeah, we're going to go ahead and go to the break. And when we come back, we're going to learn all about Martian Sharts, kids. Thank you, Theo. I hope I do you proud. <laughs> He's like, no! <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com Thank you. 
And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. We get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower.
This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. Oh, and uh, of course, welcome back, Joe Santoris uh, from Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, and also the Tim Coromel Show. Uh, Tim, I got my Bubble Genius order in the mail uh, the other day. And how did you like it? Well, I broke in the Buddha today. Loved it. Uh, great scent. Uh, what is it? A green tea oh, scent? Yes. On the, I can't yes. believe it's not Buddha. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they threw in like five freebies. Oh, yeah. They threw in like a, a fi- like a full bar of soap with this really cool design on it. I don't know exactly what it is. They threw in some little um, Easter Island head soaps and mm-hmm. a, a Pac-Man and two little ghosts. <laughs> um, so yeah, so and and of course we got Man of Lawasha on an unidentified uh, flying or foaming object, um, and um, and the pirate flag one and i forget what else but yeah uh but yeah it, it was it, it's good stuff I, I i love it so um it's always a nice touch they throw in extra yeah definitely stuff and i think somebody who should be in the market for puppy fluff rain from four freedoms block in washington dc uh welcome back to the program hi yeah. i'm currently fascinated with the raccoon I know. I, you stay on. Uh, thank you for staying on on uh, top of Raccoon Watch 2018. I, I How is he I doing, have, Rain? Well, I think he's still stuck on the 22nd floor. Oh. And I'm really worried about the little guy because I'm afraid that. Well, I'm afraid. I'm afraid could he might s- be rabid. Could somebody on the 21st floor like put a net out? I I'm watching this. You know. I, mm. I don't know. I'm well, worried about the little guy. I am Even too. He's rabbit. Is it? Can't we just like give him a little rabbit cage and let him live? God damn it, my dogs! Seriously, what's going on? They're not. They're not climbing a skyscraper, are they? No, they must have their baby shot. Oh, Jesus. good. Oh. Uh, so well, yeah. Thank you. You should uh, see if Heidi can run out there and witness it live. Maybe she can be on the ground to catch it if it falls. So, I don't think you want to be under a raccoon falling no, twenty-two. No, I don't either. <laughs> no. I don't know because I like to root for underdogs. I'm rooting for the raccoon. Me too. That's an under raccoon, not an underdog. Yeah. Okay. Well, Fair so, enough. I I, I think okay. some genius will probably figure out a way to save it. Save the little guy. Mm-hmm. Hot air balloon with a with a one of a little net, a butterfly net. <laughs> <laughs> Hot air raccoon with a fake female raccoon. Attached. A raccoon balloon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So as promised. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. So here we go. This is uh, from uh, comes to us from NASA, June seventh, twenty eighteen. Um, and uh, this is uh, this, the headline is NASA finds ancient organic materials, mysterious methane on Mars. Ooh. 
So uh, NASA's Curiosity rover has found new evidence preserved in rocks on Mars that suggests the planet could have supported ancient life, as well as new evidence in the Martian atmosphere that relates to uh, the search for the current life on the red planet. While not necessarily evidence of life itself, the findings are a good sign for future missions exploring the planet's surface and subsurface. The new findings, um, tough organic molecules in three, bil- three billion year old sedimentary rocks near the surface, as well as seasonal variations in the levels of methane in the atmosphere, appear in the June 8th edition of the Journal of Science. Organic molecules uh, contain carbon and hydrogen and also may include oxygen, nitrogen, and other elements. While commonly associated with life, organic molecules also can be created by non-biological processes and are not necessarily indicators of life. They they have me sold on this. I, I believe that there's life on Mars now. And I believe that these are Martian sharks, everyone. Oh no! Shark shark if you will. They live underground, and they're sharding. <laughs> yes. Now, through um, uh, advanced techniques in audio manipulation, I, I I have without a doubt the most accurate represent, representation of a Martian shark that you're going to hear. Now, this is a regular terrestrial shark that I'm going to play you first. Okay. Uh, here it is. Okay, that's a terrestrial shark. That's what we would normally hear uh, from the White House at any given time. Now, quite possibly in North Korea. Um, uh, you, uh, a cacophony of sharks uh, between uh, Kim and Trump. Um, but this, uh, to you know, uh, our panel of experts has determined this is exactly the sound of a Martian shark, everyone. There you go. That's, that's a Martian shark. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little a little sci-fi flavor to that one. Yeah, again. It sounded painful. Terrestrial shark? Martian shark. Yeah. They did say it was rain. They did say it was in 3 billion year old rock. Do you, mm-hmm. you know what it's like to hold a shark for 3 billion years? I know. That's, I, that's painful. <laughs> I know what it's like to have a, her, a hemorrhoid. You can do well, damage. so do I, but we're not going there it sounded tonight. Sounded painful, like a hemorrhoid fart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm how that woman. goes. I'm a woman. I'm a lady, and I just said that. It's quite well, all right. I'm a guy, and I'm said it too. Well, here's a little bit. Here's a little bit more from the Martian chart article. Thank you, Theo. I hope I'm doing you proud on this one. Uh, it says. With these new findings, Mars is telling us to stay the course and keep searching for evidence of life, said Thomas uh, Zerbuchen, or Zerbuchen, um, uh, Associate Administration for the Science Mission Directorate at NASA headquarters in Washington. I'm confident that our, going, uh, our ongoing and planned missions will unlock even more breathtaking discoveries on the Red Planet. Maybe Martian uh, belches. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, Curiosity has not determined the source of the orga- organic molecules, said uh, Jen uh, Eigenbrode. Why, seriously, scientists have the most difficult names. I should have been. I should have been a scientist, Professor Picklesheimer. Um, <laughs> at Na- at you NASA's, would have, you would have made a great discovery, I'm sure. Yeah, I have an uncle who's who's Professor Picklesheimer, actually. Uh, my there uncle, you go. uncle Dormant. 
or junior as we refer to him um and uh but yeah uh jen jen eigenbrode of nasa's goddard space uh and flight center in greenbelt maryland who is the lead author of one of the two new science papers, whether it holds a record uh, of ancient life, was food for life, or has existed in the absence of life, organic matter and the Martian materials hold chemical clues uh, to planetary, planetary conditions and processes. Although the surface of Mars is inhospitable today, there is clear evidence that in the distant past, the Martian climate allowed liquid water, an essential ingredient for life as we know it, to pool uh, at the surface. Data from Curiosity revealed that billions of years ago, a water lake inside Gale Crater held uh, all of the ingredients necessary for life, including chemical building blocks and energy sources. The Martian surface is exposed to radiation from space. Both radiation and harsh chemicals break down organic matter, said Eigenbrode, uh, finding ancient organic molecules in the top five centimeters of rock uh, um, that was deposited when mars may have been habitable bodes well for us to learn the story of organic molecules on mars and what future missions that will drill deeper there's more to the article uh theo shared it over in the chat room i encourage everybody to do it but uh yeah all i got out of that was martian charts yeah. yep <laughs> prez prez uh said in the chat that that should be not, it's not an article it's a shardicle Oh, see, it's a sharticle. Yeah, Same from the there. from see, the National Air and Shart Administration. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that's a lesson for us all uh, on Earth too. Don't you think that um, you know? Think of this: that that Martians billions of years ago farted, and we're just smelling it. Yeah, yeah. Fun. So the fart you you let out today, the beer fart you let out today, could uh, could be smelled by civilizations billions of years from now <laughs> so, yeah ooh, who no, no. did that in the I, elevator i gotta tell you i was at that parade today <laughs> oh no a lot of beer farts there was a lot of morning drinking <laughs> a lot of morning drinking <laughs> i would be shocked if anybody in that crowd was drinking better. shocked i say shocked 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 i'm shocked there's drinking going on at a sporting event (laughs) yes (laughs) men of sport drinking (laughs) absurd i mean there were there were kind of wafts every now and then of marijuana which was awesome and then well that that was a bud light part we had some bud light (laughs) and i can tell i can tell the difference between a quality fart a quality beer fart and a Bud Light fart. Oh, really? Is it like mustard gas? <laughs> <laughs> this is where we went. Theo, of this course. Is where- Theo's taking this pretty hard in the chat, too. He's like Barry's head in hands, considers plastic surgery, <laughs> witness re- witness protection. Uh, and then Michelle Michelle says giggles, and, uh, and Theo says, Hey, Michelle, is my humiliation really that much fun? Really? <laughs> Uh, no, the story is really amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, oh, it is. It is, it is uh, amazing. But I'm telling it you, is, yeah, it was still a lot it of is. really nasty Bud Light farts at the parade today. Yeah, I understand. Isn't that yeah. how they make mustard gas, though? A Bud Light fart and methane. Uh, could be. <laughs> President wants to know if uh, Martians have dogs to blame the farts on, or did they wait until <laughs> Rover and or they wait until the Rover got there? So, see, there you go. 
Well, Marvin oh. the Martian had a dog. <laughs> Look at that. Marvin, Treasure yeah. on a roll tonight. Didn't Marvin the Martian have a dog with a little dealy bob on his tail and a helmet and yes, stuff? Yes, he did. So, there you go. Yes, you blame did. it on Marvin the dog. The Martian did indeed have a dog. Lost yeah. in Space had a, had a chimp that that uh, had, had a, a wig on. Oh, you know that thing. It didn't just shard. It just shit and threw it everywhere. And so, you know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got I got to get my chimp scream. <laughs> um, yes, uh, yeah. So this is uh, yes, this is how how it would go uh, with um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> imagine if if uh, uh, you know um, they knew this back when they made War of the Worlds. It could have been uh, Sharts of the World. Oh yeah, or. You know, sharks invade Earth or something mm-hmm. like that. Sharks attacks. Sharks attacks. <laughs> shart Sharknado. Yeah, Sharknado. Sure. Uh, Sharknado. That's going to be produced by Destiny Productions. No, oh. they'll, they'll deny it. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, l- l- let's put this movie together real quick. Uh, yeah. Destiny Pictures presents. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh my God! Or hey, Destiny Pictures presents In- Invasion of the Shard Snatchers. Say that real fast. Yeah. <laughs> you said Snatchers. That just took it to a whole new dirty realm. Oh yeah, this is no, no, stop, dirty, stop it, dirty woman, stop it. <laughs> we have to. Don't make me bring the chimp back in. <laughs> uh, that chimp on Lost in Space was a, a bleep, blurp, bleep, bleep, bleep. Went bleep, bleep. Remember? I don't. You... It, it's yes, been, they, it's they, been they, too they, long. They put this headdress on it. It was mm-hmm. a regular chimp. Yeah. Well, by the way, name was Judy. <laughs> oh, come on, man. What? Yes. Okay. Little lost in space trivia here. The chimp's name, the bleep, on, on uh, lost in space, the chimp would have had right? Name was actually the the actor's name was Judy, and was also on Doctari. So God. Yes, it was a famous <laughs> chimp, Judy, and not to be confused with the Judy that was the sister of uh, That's Angela. That's what Carver. I was thinking. No. No, this was a real Judy, the chimp. Judy the chimp. So there. I just, you know, that's it. I'm done. This is an epic show so far. It is. And you're learning yeah. new stuff about... Only because I'm almost at the end of season three of Lost in Space. I watched every episode. They are ridiculous. Nice. <laughs> they are absolutely absurd. Destiny Pictures presents... <laughs> <laughs> but there should have been a spinoff for Judy, the bleep. Sure. <laughs> Destiny <laughs> called Destiny Pictures. Destiny Pictures called presents. Destiny. Yeah. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Destiny <laughs> Pictures presents Stormy Daniels in. You know, when I heard Destiny Pictures, it kind of sounds like a porn company. It does, doesn't it? it does. Yeah. Destiny. How many strippers oh are out there named Destiny? Everyone. I hope they didn't hire the chimp named Judy. 
Uh, <laughs> that kind of Judy didn't have a child. That kind of movie's illegal. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Or a child named Donald. Okay, y'all miss my Destiny's <laughs> Child joke. No, oh, De- oh Destiny's Child. You went long. You went long with that. Oh. See? <laughs> that was a setup. Boy, that was a setup. Yeah. Is, this, is that what they call it? Yeah, setup. Okay. So. Destiny's Child. Destiny's yeah. Child. So Martian charts, monkeys in space, destiny. Okay, child. so what we had was methane on on Mars, mm-hmm. discovered by rover, and then he was blamed for it. Is that where we went with that? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And so, <laughs> and, and pres president says charts charts need women. <clears throat> no, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Prez, Prez better call in because he's on a roll. <laughs> on a roll tonight. Uh, yeah. Sneaks women. Oh, wait a second. Here, I think we got a we got a new uh, a new trailer from Destiny Pictures uh, for for everybody uh, inspired by uh, by Heather. Uh, here you go. Destiny Pictures presents. In this one time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my big dirty asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was well put together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kudos to the to the film editors on that. Uh, one. The sound there editors. we go. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so here we are, everybody. Yeah. Staycation with, with Korea Summit's due to you. Hey, and you it, shouldn't what? watch that shit. Oh, and Trump's birthday's in two days too. And mine's oh, in three. Trump. Yeah. What? And God damn it! Why didn't the, is getting them. I so I go so I hear Robert De Niro says "fuck Trump" in front of the the Tony audience, and he gets a roaring response. And I go and I find the video, and it's completely silenced out of the clip. It wasn't in Australia mm. and other countries. I couldn't find it. Australia, off the top of my head, it, it, you it. If you want to, he said it. Trust me. Fuck Trump. Mm. Hey and Trump. Then, I gotta tell you, you, he ended up. He ended up apologizing for it. Did he? He did. Did he? He did. He apologized to Canada. Oh. Yeah. So. But he didn't apologize for saying no. fuck Trump. He apologized to Canada for. Trump's belligerent behavior against yeah. uh, our yeah. one of our greatest trade allies, and then yeah. surprise, surprise, backing out of a deal. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought Trump would back out of a deal? You know, it's it's mm-hmm. funny. Uh, 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 you, don't you love it when a when a tweet from an asshole backfires? Um, oh, because it's like being on a Mars. Yeah, <laughs> or swallowing a shark. Sure, you know it's it's like, uh, uh, yeah, you don't want to swallow that. Oh, yeah. no, it's get like the, re-ingesting a shark. Get the banaka. Suck um, that back in. Yeah. Don't let it out. You're on an elevator. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but about three hours ago, he tweeted about Robert De Niro. Yes, I did. Well, I saw that. well, let, let me let me tell you real quick about the Bill O'Reilly one because O'Reilly tweeted something out uh, to paraphrase. Uh, uh, it says it's it said the New York Times would rather have Trudeau as Trump as uh, their leader right now, 
And so many comments were like, you know, I'd rather have a bag of mealworms as leader. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, uh, Seriously. you know, eat a bag of mealworms. Sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and, and it was like one of the top responses to O'Reilly was like, yeah, um, most of us do, you know, would prefer that. So yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. So go to Bill O'Reilly's Twitter. If you want to laugh, maybe we'll read some of those after the break. Um, but what were you saying? Uh, Trump Trump tweeted about um, yeah, De Niro. Trump tweeted Robert De Niro, and he said Robert De Niro, a very low IQ individual, has re- has received two. And by the way, T O not <laughs> too many shots to the head by real boxers in movies. I watched him last night and truly believe that he may be quote punch drunk. I guess he doesn't realize the economy is the best it's ever been with employment being an all-time high and many companies pouring back into our company com- country wake up punchy um they're pouring in where i don't know maybe the people who pee on this country i don't know the jobs are pouring in he's still a <laughs> fucking liar there's no jobs <laughs> pouring in i i the fuck's wrong find, with him i still find it really amazing <laughs> that he's like i watched him last night and i think he's punch drunk you know what? I watched you earlier today, and I feel like you need some sleep. You're fucking punch drunk. And yeah. he didn't get any shots in the head by real-life boxers. No, he's an idiot. No, no that was a film. That was a film, and a film. they did punch him. It's a, a film. film. A film. <laughs> does, I mean, does, does Trump really think that... That De Niro gives one flying motherfucking fuck. No, about no, him. And she's on no film. She's on tape, like these cameras. See, he can't say film. Listen, he says film. And she's on film. She's on tape, like these cameras. On a cassette. Yes. <laughs> I watched Raging. I watched Raging Bull, and he he got hit in the head. Yeah. I saw it on Raging Bull. I watched. Yeah. Do you really think he watched Raging Bull, Joe? <laughs> no, I know he didn't read it. Can't do it. <laughs> I know I didn't read it. <laughs> that I can tell you. That's for sure. All right. Well, we we got to go. I'm sorry. We got to go to break. I'm going to read some I'm of those O'Reilly. Tired. I'm punch drunk. That's cool. Well, and we have something. We have some very other, uh, some very fun stuff. It's going to be mostly freeform between now and the third hour. But I have some amazing audio for you guys to play from 60 years ago. I'm not going to spoil what it is just yet, but it's awesome, and I think everybody's going to have a good laugh. And um, uh, and remember, it's from 60 years ago, so people didn't speak in 1958 like they speak in 2018. So there might be a little bit of stuff that's a little rough here and there, uh, but uh, you'll understand when you hear the source. Um, so anyway, there. well, there you go. Um yeah. and uh and yes on film and she's on film she's on tape like these cameras film film <laughs> who taught you how to say that word that's film 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 dentures back into place yeah film 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 up anyway uh all right that's what he says that's it, the way uh, they say it in Scranton. That's what he says with his slop bucket at, at KFC. Yeah. Fill him up. Uh, anyway, time for break. We're going to hit it, and we'll be right back with lots more fun here on Turn Up the Night, Staycation Tuesday edition. 
Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. All of us need to stop focusing on the lobbyists and the bloggers and the talking heads on radio and KennyPick.com. Yeah, banana oil. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. Destiny Pictures presents The Fashion... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. It is an easy idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Special staycation edition. And of course, joining me as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms blog. Uh, and boy, are her legs tired. Welcome back to the show. Everything is tired. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is tired. Yeah. So, but congratulations well, again on the Caps victory and, and getting that big fun parade. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. You guys deserve it. You're in the belly of the beast down there. Yeah, that's why I keep saying it. I think this town deserves it because there is a shadow that is Trump all yes. over this city and this, this region. It really is. I mean, mm-hmm. from federal workers to just regular people. Yeah. And today it was kind of nice. I heard one kid say, yeah, you're Zovi. That's a Russian I like. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, he, was, he was like maybe 18, 19. That's and great. And I looked at him, I just gave him a head tip. Sure, sure. So, so yeah. uh, uh, all right, and Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much. We uh, never won a hockey championship in Scranton, mm. although we do have a team called the Penguins. Yes. So there. Yes. Pittsburgh they're, they're, Penguins. Uh, they're Penguins. They're Penguins. They're yeah. the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Penguins. Okay. Yeah. Oh. oh it's, I uh, it sounds like them better than the Pittsburgh ones. So, Rain, are they going to have a summit with the president, the, uh, the Caps? I don't know. Actually, I've been wondering about this because mm. Ovechkin, and I like him as a player, mm-hmm. but he's Russian. He hasn't made it, you know, he hasn't hidden the fact that he's Russian. Um, so this this could be interesting, to be honest with you. Well, yeah. Maybe Trump will just have him over. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. After watching Ovechkin this past week, we, we saw pictures of him sleeping with the Stanley Cup. Uh-huh. Barbecuing with the Stanley Cup, <laughs> not in it. Hopefully, drinking, drinking out of the Stanley Cup. 
He didn't, I, didn't shard in it, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. In the past, there was another kid. I just found this out today in the past. I don't know what team, but evidently mm. one player put their infant child in, in the Stanley Cup. Is it still in there? I, no, but the kid did take a crap in it. Oh, no, well. Not good. How do you think? But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. It's just been fun. It's just been fun. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. This this particular situation, I do think, will be interesting. Hey, what happened? <laughs> yeah. What? Now, Cat Cat corrects me and says, "No, they're the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins," and I have to correct Cat. In oh. Scranton, they are the Scranton Wilkesbury Penguins. Oh man! <laughs> you never put Wilkesbury ahead of Scranton ever. Oof! Oof! Not in Lackawanna County, no, uh, sir. <clears throat> Maybe down the down the transit. Um, so. Maybe down down in Luzerne County they could do that, but not here. <laughs> uh, so uh, so here's the tweet as as promised, the Bill O'Reilly tweet, and I want to read some responses because they're they're a laugh riot. Uh, he said on uh, yesterday, uh, June 11th, um, at 11 a.m. No joke, the New York Times would much rather would much prefer that Justin Trudeau run America than Donald Trump. And then I love these. It says, yes, the New York Times, the New Republic, the New Testament, and others. (laughs) And somebody put, you forgot the New Zoo Review. (laughs) And somebody put, and the New new Kids on the Block. (laughs) And somebody responded, bye, bye, bye. (laughs) No one mentioned New Zealand, or New Hampshire, or New Jersey, or New Mexico, or New York. Um and uh yeah oh, oh man somebody put justin trudeau is an actual as an actual very stable genius and like really smart he's a 10 tremendous i'd elect him like a bitch i wouldn't even wait <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah somebody said so would 70 percent of americans um somebody says i got pretty far down in the comments and it seems like bill's tweet has backfired spectacularly when the far right and the far left uh, both hate your uh, pu- hate your publication, you are probably doing something right. Um, yeah, and uh, let me see. Um, well, why would anybody prefer a sane, thoughtful, democracy-loving man to an erratic, racist, misogynist, greedy, thuggish traitor? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, here, here we go. Uh, Trojan Rabbit responded to him. Uh, uh, says, my dead cat would do a better job of running America than the commander of cheese. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. And rest in peace, kitty cat. Um, and uh, I, I have to say, I know we have to move on to other things. No, that's all right. But I, I we don't have to at all. To say- you know this this whole this whole summit thing kind of ended up to be the the freaking bread and circus bullshit that I expected it to be. Yeah, I find myself really far more upset with with what Trump said about our ally Canada. Mm-hmm. Like that G seven summit and what he did showing up late. Just all of it. I find that almost more upsetting than what I expected to happen over there in, in North Korea yeah. or Singapore. That really bothers me because in the end, this this orange motherfucker yes. 
he has embraced <laughs> he has embraced a dictator yes. mm-hmm. over our allies mm-hmm. over Macron mm-hmm. and Trudeau mm-hmm. and 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 Merkel and I'm sorry I can't remember the other people in the, the Italian and, guy and the Abe, Italian guy actually Abe, defended Trump Abe and from Japan yeah yeah and um, hell what's wrong with with that man I mean okay so the Canadians stood with us through wars through depressions uh they've been steadfast they've died alongside our soldiers and he abandons them for a guy who was threatening to blow up washington last year yes this is really a big problem and i do wish the media would talk more about this because to me this is really a big issue yeah, the media, and is, the, the media is sucker. They're just suckers for a show. That's and that, that asshole, uh, I forget what the guy's name is, the guy that said there's a special place in hell for Trudeau, because you know Trudeau came back and was like, you know what, we're going to put reciprocal tariffs on uh, American imports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trump, yeah, Trump was the one saying he wanted to start a trade war. Congratulations, Trump cult. He did it. Yeah. Was some guy? I think his last name was Navarro. Yeah, you're right. Peter Navarro. Yeah, Peter Navarro. Yeah, he's a right wing nut. But what we've seen this past week, and and and, you know, we talked about it in the first part of the show, where I get that they have to cover this thing that's happening in Singapore with North Korea and us. But I'm really, really, incredibly bothered by the fact that they're forgetting already that this guy, who is supposed to be the president of the United States is literally going out of his way mm-hmm. to alienate our allies and he is embracing the likes of Kim Jong-un, Putin, Duarte, um, just pick any dictator, pick any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some of the media did uh, point that out a lot, but uh, I think it got lost in the glitz of the pageantry. You know, I think I think it it all got sucked up in that. Yeah. You know, Michael Beschloss had the best uh, uh, quote that I heard because I keep hearing that historic, historic, as if as if it was some kind of good thing. Like, and he said, his, historic. He said, uh, it's not historic just because it hasn't been done before. Yeah. You know, like the first time you throw up in your life, it isn't historic. But. Um, <laughs> Oh, for me it was. Yeah, but <laughs> but but he, he, good point because he said just because it it hasn't happened before it doesn't make it historic. What makes something historic, he said, was when the direction of history changes permanently. Yes. And there's no indication here that history's been made because there's no indication that he hasn't done anything. In fact, he's done less than. Uh, what happened in 1992, what happened in 1994, what happened in 2005 with three other presidents. Yeah, but I think one of the things that does bother me is that, um, and I've heard heard a lot of good, good people, people who I respect in media saying this, that he, Trump, Mm -hmm. is trying to change the world order. And um, what you said is correct. I completely agree with that. But sometimes history happens in slow motion. 
Yeah. You know, when and, you yeah. when you go back and look at what happened with Nazi Germany, and I mentioned it to, to Ken and Joe and Bob in the chat room, I don't know who the Neverland Chamberlain is ne- in this situation. Yeah. Neville Chamberlain, I'm sorry. No. Um, because he was he was he was the one that met with Hitler. He was the one who him and I can't remember there was another dude. I might have been Italy. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I'll be wrong. But, you know, they signed the Munich Agreement, and it was at that point when Czechoslovakia was turned over to Germany. Yeah. And But that was a slow-motion history moment. Mm-hmm. Like, that didn't make the news. And we didn't have 24-hour news like we do at this time. And so I'm really, con- I'm really concerned with what's happening. I'm just, you know, so he goes to the G7. He, he pretty much took a shit in Canada. And I'm tired, and I'm not even going to try to be diplomatic about what I'm trying to say. Well, that's he exactly did. what he did. Yeah, You know, he showed up late for the for the entire summit. He showed up late for meetings. He showed up late for the gender equality summit. And then he left early. And he gave this ridiculous press conference, which was disgusting. And so he leaves. And then he hears what Justin Trudeau said. And... You know, now now he's at a point where he's just slamming our allies. We this is not good for our country. This is not good no. for the world. And and so when we talk about history, um, I think again, history happens. I think more often in slow motion. Yeah. And we had slow motion in like five days. So I think basically what what we're all saying here is uh, Destiny Pictures presents bullshit. <laughs> So, uh, yes, uh, because, yeah, you know, it, it, this isn't the be all end all. This might be, you know, and, and I'll say it, it might possibly be a step in the right direction, but I'll never forgive Trump for, you know, all of his ugliness against, you know, against women, against minorities, against uh, President Obama, you know, uh, against the LGBTQ community, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I, I won't Immigrant do it. families, immigrant families. Gold star families, ah. this, the disabled. None of that will ever go away. Because, and, and here's one thing you have to, you, you have to, that can never be removed from the equation. He made a four minute long fake movie trailer. Or, or directed people to do it. It sounded like his writing or, or his speech writers. And it definitely sounded like he had input on it. But to think that he would have this thing, this propaganda piece that was like, oh, two leaders. You know, in and, and comparing, almost comparing and contrasting himself with Kim. No, not almost. He was comparing he and contrasting. Yeah. And, and, you know, for that, if that doesn't show that he's only doing it for himself and only doing it to try and secure a, a you know, uh, you know, an historic footnote, whatever, um, you know, he's desperate for a win. He thinks he might be able to do it here. And if he does it, whatever. You know, I don't want to see a fucking nuclear war. I don't. I really fucking don't. You know, I, 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 I'm not that nihilistic. I know there are people out there that, you know, have. Uh, there's some assholes out there. I'm not going to 
agree with them, but I think Greg Gutfeld said like you know half uh, or somebody on Fox News, Jesse Waters, whatever, said half of liberals would would be okay with, or half elitists would be okay with Trump starting a nuclear war, or you know rather than have peace with North Korea. So go fuck yourself for saying no. that kind of shit, for saying that ugly kind of bullshit, you know. Um, I have to say, can I, can I just, this, I've heard those, I've heard those comments. The thing that irritates me so much about this is that Trump poked the wasp nest. He poked that nest. Mm -hmm. You know, I know, I know exactly what Un was doing, shooting his... You know, intercontinental ballistic missiles, and that's not safe, and it's not good. He's been doing shit like that for a long, long time. Trump brought this to a head. And now is kind of rewarding his bad behavior. No, I'm not, not kind of, he is. Right. As somebody said on cable today, you don't give fireman of the year to the guy who started the fire. Exactly. Exactly, and that's why the, all of this just irritates me. It it's, irritates it, me. It's it disgusting. I mean, you know, because it, it, I mean the the all the the legitimacy that they're giving. I mean, they said, and I wish I would have gotten the audio for this, but they said on Fox Friends they had to issue an apology because they didn't catch themselves. They said that the two dictators would be meeting. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Meaning Trump and Kim. Yeah, that was on mm-hmm. Fox News. That was Abby Huntsman. Yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised it was Abby Huntsman. I'm surprised they hired her because she was kind of a... She was on MSNBC for a while, wasn't she? Yes, she was. She yeah. was. probably, you know, spoke the truth. Yeah. She was more of a moderate on MSNBC. Now she's more of a... Trump cultist? She's taken the Kool-Aid, let's put it that mm-hmm. way. Oh, yeah. When you, when you listen to... There's been a long string of... of I don't want to say pundits. I want to say you know people who are specialized in international relations. And I've noticed in the past week... They, you know, MSNBC, CNN, and even here locally, WTOP... You know, they keep talking to people who... I worked, I worked in, you know, in diplomacy. I've been to North Korea. I've sat down at the table. There are a lot more people that have gone to North Korea than we were ever led on to. Mm -hmm. Because North Korea has always been that dangerous. And these are people from the Obama administration, the Bush administration, and the Clinton administration. So we have always had backdoor channels trying to do diplomacy with North Korea. Well, what about when here with Bill Clinton ahead, too? Sorry. I was just going to say Bill Clinton when when uh, Obama was president went over there to get uh some, what three American women out of prison, yeah. I think. So, go ahead though. I'm yes. sorry to cut you off. But they, I the, the way I look at it, it's just, you know, so we've always had people working in the back channels. And when uh what's his name? was our head of state what's his name um come on help me out what, what White you mean who, when he was president who head of state no 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 trump's first state department head. oh tillerson uh, rex tillerson. tillerson he gutted the state department mm-hmm. 
you gutted the State Department to the point where, you know, you couldn't even get low-level people over there into South Korea or into Switzerland to to have conversations with North Korea. And so it, it, I find it very strange that, and I don't, I don't necessarily find it very strange, because what we are watching is a president who is trying to become a dictator. He was more than happy to see the State Department decimated. And he was more than happy to just go out there in front of the entire world and say, I'm going to talk to him. Diplomacy yeah. be damned. And yeah. that is disturbing. And I, I know I went off. No, it, no, no, don't worry about it. It's, it's really I re- bothersome. I really didn't have anything for this segment anyway, so I'm glad you had things to say. Um, other than reading tweets to Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, it was a and fine end nothing. cap to that with, with Trojan Rabbit. Uh, that was good. I'm sorry about his... I remember when his cat passed away. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> uh and uh anyway uh but, but yeah we should probably let's go to break now um and if anybody has any birthdays let us know we'll get to do some name calling here stuff um joe will be in charge of name calling tonight everybody so be Uh-oh. nice be nice Yay. to joe it's be nice to joe day i make it official yes, because it's, because they named an island after me in singapore what's the name of the island sentosa didn't you see they met on the island of Sentosa? But you have an R in your name, Joe. Doesn't Pretty matter. Damn they close. changed it for my family. That's oh. <laughs> oh, is that your native family name? Mm, well, we can say that. All right. Sure. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds it. like it. I dig it's it. Better than being associated with Santorum. Well. Yeah, that's true. That's you know true. what? Look, my last name is Koch, so I got yeah. nothing on it. Just I'll shut up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, Hill Santosa, Santosa, whatever. <clears throat> anyway, I do name calling. Yes. Uh, all right. Very good. We're going to go ahead and, and roll to the Green News Report, brand new edition for us today. And um, yeah, be excited for hour three. We got a, a very fun feature. I'm going to be playing 60 year old audio from 1958, 60 year anniversary of this audio. Um, and, um, and man, I I still, I really don't want to spoil it, but it's, you're going to love it. There's a whole bunch of clips. We're going to have some for tonight and some for Friday. This is part of my birthday, um, bonanza here this week. And I think everybody will appreciate it. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and run to the break when we get back name. uh, uh, Well, yeah. Green news report, name calling birthdays. Let us know if you got any, we'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com It's Tuesday, June 12, 2018. There's a uh, special place in the hell for any foreign leader that engages in bad faith diplomacy with President Donald J. Trump. At the center of Trump's turn against allies at the G7? climate change. Cal Fire investigators point the finger right at the utility for what happened last October. Investigators say California Electric Company at fault in deadly wine country fires last fall. 
EPA plans to overhaul cost-benefit analysis of pollution regulations in industry's favor, plus... We are at risk of choking our oceans and plastic. Global movement to ban single-use plastics gains momentum. All of that momentum and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Yeah, he went to the uh, big G7 meeting every year, our allies in Canada, and he didn't want to go. And like the bore he is, he left early, skipped the climate part. Boring! (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I mean, this is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, climate, not boring at all. Nope. And as it turns out, at the center of Donald Trump's little hissy fit over the weekend at the G7. (laughs) Yes, indeed. We are learning more about the fit that U.S. President Donald Trump threw at the end of the G7 summit in Quebec over the weekend. Trump had planned to skip out early, missing high-level meetings on climate change, clean energy, and oceans. He had originally agreed to join the traditional final joint statement with the other G7 leaders, but after his departure, abruptly reversed himself and repudiated it. According to the Toronto Star, Trump did not want to agree to sign a declaration on climate change that referenced the Paris Accord or sign on to an oceans charter which contained targets on plastics. The Star reports, quote, no one expected Trump would sign on to the climate change piece, but they'd hoped the U.S. would agree to take joint action to tackle plastic pollution in the world's oceans. In the end, it didn't. Unbelievable. So, yeah, climate change, I can understand. He's been a long-time denier, but he's even against cleaning plastic out of the ocean? Apparently so. The final joint statement included an endorsement of the G7 Ocean Plastics Charter. That's an agreement that sets specific goals of working with industry towards 100% reusable and recyclable plastics by 2030 and a target of recycling more than half of all global plastic packaging by 2030. The remaining G6 nations all recommitted to the United Nations Paris Climate Agreement, which Trump announced last year he will withdraw from as early as possible. So embarrassing. Meanwhile, Trump's tariffs on solar panels imported into the United States is already having a negative economic impact. Reuters reports that the tariffs have now forced American renewable energy companies to cancel or freeze their investments in more than two and a half billion dollars in major projects focused on large utility scale installations, sidelining thousands of construction jobs to boot. He's a fantastic deal maker, isn't he? Meanwhile, the Trump Environmental Protection Agency has announced it plans to undo a major part of the process that underpins all pollution standards. At the request of industry, the EPA will change how it approaches cost-benefit analysis, in which it weighs the cost of regulations to industry against the costs to Americans from illnesses caused by polluted air and water. Trump's EPA proposes to downplay the benefits to people from reducing pollution, like avoided public health care costs and lives saved from fewer cancers answers and diseases. Bottom line, the Trump EPA proposes to instead give greater weight to whether the cost to industry is really worth the benefit of not harming Americans. Mm. 
Meanwhile, in California, investor-owned utility Pacific Gas and Electric may face criminal charges in the catastrophic wine country wildfires last October. In a new report, state fire officials say they found, quote, evidence of alleged violations of law by PG&E in connection with eight of the 12 deadly blazes, which investigators say were ignited by electrical equipment owned by PG&E that it failed to maintain. Overall, the fires killed 44 people, burned hundreds of square miles, and caused $10 billion in losses. PG&E is seeking to raise rates on its customers to cover any possible fines and judgments. But finally, some good news. The global movement to end the scourge of plastic pollution, a big concern at the G7 meeting, is now gaining momentum with new bans on single-use plastic items. Last week, India's government announced a target of eliminating single-use plastics completely by 2022. And now three major companies, IKEA, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, and SeaWorld, announced they will phase out plastic straws and bags from all of their properties. And on July 1st, Seattle will become the largest city in the United States to eliminate all plastic straws and utensils in restaurants. So the world continues to ignore Donald Trump anyway and anywhere and anytime we can. Wherever possible. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. And the world. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Destiny Pictures presents The Commander of Cheese Yes, Commander of Cheese, coming to a theater near you Bang, bang, bang! Oh, howdy, partner! Time for timer! Do you ever get that hungry feeling after school? Boy, I do! I'm so hungry, I could eat a wagon wheel! When I'm slow on the draw and I need something to chaw, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. The commander of cheese. When my ten gallon hats are feeling five gallons flat, I got something planned, which is little cheese sandwiches. The commander of cheese. Come on. All right. That was fun. That was awesome. <laughs> that was put I together on the that. spot. I was put together on the spot. That was I played that I think from our PSA uh, special show or something. Uh, but uh, anyway, welcome back, Rain from Four Freedoms in Washington D.C. A hanker for a hunk of cheese. I do have a hanker for a hunk of cheese. I do too. It's not Asiago. Asiago. <laughs> see, I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, ooh, sounded melted already. Um, <laughs> Joe Santorsis, Grant, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Are you ready to do some name calling, sir? Hello, Joe. Did Hi, he get, I Joe. think he got eaten by collies. 
I don't No, no, that. no. My 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 mute button got eaten by Callie. Oh, okay, there you go. You set? Um, you all ready? I, I want you to know, yes, before you do name calling that if you go to the White House, mm-hmm. Trump will cut the cheese for you. Oh, this is true. This is true. It's an official uh, cheese cutting ceremony at the White House. That's so <laughs> I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you a true story today. So we walked I had to go meet a friend after the parade and so we were walking the other way as opposed uh-huh. to where everybody else was going. And when we got near the White House, it smelled like dead fish. <laughs> well, you know, the, fi- the, f- the fish stinks from the head down, right? <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. I said to Bob, I was like, there's no uh, canals, there's no water. Do you smell that? And he's like, yeah, it smells like fish. Oh, it's dead fish. Oh, it's that the fish stinks from the head down. Mm. And that's one to grow on. Well, there you go. All right, Joe, you're all set? <laughs> I, I think so. We'll have to screen it with me. The place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm going to have to be taking your car today. Jav's top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and Joe's garage. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right. Let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go, Joe. Okay, right to the biscuits, and right after biscuits, you know what you produce? Methane. Methane mm-hmm. biscuits. Air biscuits. Yes. <laughs> yes, shark biscuits. <laughs> um, okay, in our chat tonight, in a lively chat it is, Adam Hebert. Hi, Adam. We have Beloa, Jay Collie, Cat, and, and I have to say, Cat, anything that has Scranton and Wilkesbury together always begins with Scranton. That's our story. We're sticking to it. We have Ken Sr. Hello, Dad. We have cool black dude, Joey. We have living in Long Island. On Long Island, I'm sorry. We have Michelle in South Florida. And we have Moonmare, President. Hi, Rain. I'm not in your basement because your puppies are. Yeah, we know. have Sandy and Sandy and Durwood, Scooter Cans, Soapbox Seven Twenty Two, and Joey uh, Johnny Double O as well. Yes. Okay. I don't know Johnny Double O. I don't see Johnny Double O. He's the uh, the he's second listening. half. He's he's the second oh. half of Soapbox. Ah, the second half, huh? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have Theo JW. We have my friend and partner. Tim Coromal and Trojan Rabbit. And guess who just popped up in the chat? Francie. Francie. Hey, Francie. Yeah. Francie's here. And, yeah. and uh, of course. Using those getaway sticks. If you didn't mention it, Miles is probably out there listening too. So. And earlier. Bob, I'm sure he is. Bob was here earlier, but now he's watching Spectrum. Spectrum? Speculum. Spectrum. He's watching. He's watching some 
What is what are those what are those movies with that spy dude? Uh, oh, oh Specter. He's he's watching Spectre. James James Bond, Specter. <laughs> James Bond. Okay. My name is Bond. James Bond. This is this is one of those times when I'm happily gonna say I've been mansplained. Oh yeah, Spectre. you we definitely wow. What, we Somebody's watching girls. some Spectrum Rectum. We wouldn't expect girls to know. Do you have a James Bond movie called Speculum? Yeah. I, th I think they had one. Uh, gold Specula. It was called Gold Specula. So, <laughs> yeah, I think so. The man, the man with the golden specula. Um, or something like that. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah, he's not waiting for us to do birthdays, so Adam Hebert is calling in right now. Um, Adam, Wait, we did have we did have a birthday? Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's Katie Kaser's birthday today. Oh, okay, that's right. And Sandy and Durward's birthday is on. It's Saturday, but Friday she's going to be out celebrating. Yeah, and mine's on Friday so, too, so we'll we'll do do all that up. So. Okay. Yes, and oh, I gotta see if I get. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, I'll see if I have it. So uh, here we go. So, so okay. So we got Katie Kaser, Sa Sandy, and Derwood. Sandy and Derwood, yes. And me, uh, and also King Diamond and fuck you, Trump. Thank you. Oh damn it, I forgot. That. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey, your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday! That's right. And, uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, this is, this is, um, here, I'm probably going to play this a couple times, but this is, uh, uh, something I made from old time radio. On the morning of June 15th, Kenny Pick woke up screaming. Huzzah! So. <laughs> Anyway, Adam Hebert on reverse Colin. What's up, buddy? Uh, reverse Colin. <laughs> yes, reverse. <laughs> Actually, no. It's just open phones. Just open phones. What's up? Yes. Well, I, I know. I, I know that you guys talked about it earlier, but the Korea thing is kind of personal for me and my family. Mm -hmm. Um, because my father did three tours. So at least three years there. And my grandfather and my father's side fought in the war. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. That Kim, Schittler says we'll stop joint military exercises, basically throwing Japan and South Korea under the bus. Yes. He doesn't talk about... The, he doesn't talk about their human rights abuses. And he even floats the idea of possibly pulling our troops out of the DMZ. So Kim Jong-un gets all this great shit. Mm -hmm. And what did we get? Nothing. We got nothing. We got nothing. Except promises that, oh, well, yeah, yeah, you can trust, you can trust me. I won't stab you in the back. Well, he's got a knife behind his back. The only thing we got is, well, Trump got is basically um, a, a, a like-minded playdate. Yeah, not to mention Kim Jong Un got him to blow off the G seven. You think, and that's going to have repercussions for us down the road. Maybe that's not today. Maybe not tomorrow. I'm sorry, Rain. 
I'm, I, I said that's a really good point. He left. You know, he left that summit early to go play over there in Dictatorland. Yeah, you know, and I'm so sick and tired of the Trump tards. Oh, this is great. You just hate Trump. No, I'm a realist, motherfuckers. I know exactly how this is going to end. Trump is getting played. He's gonna. He's given away everything except, including the kitchen sink already. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it's a bo- this is like, a boon oh, you for just hate, you. Just go you ahead. Know, I'm, and I'm keep hearing, oh, you just hate Trump more than you love America. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can Not hate you, you as in you, Kenny. You can you love know. you can love America as much as you hate Trump. I I can do it. I am doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, one thing, we Adam. We hate Trump because we love America. Yeah. Adam, do you remember that at a certain point it was being floated that Trump was going to um, sign the declaration to end the Korean War? I heard Which that would today. Mean pulling our, you know, that, I feel that like would that would mean. I'm sorry. No, you go. That. That would be where, you know, that would be him pulling our troops out of South Korea. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because I actually heard that it is cheaper for us to keep our troops there. And this this I felt kind of kind of squishy about because South Korea pays, I think, 50 percent of the costs for keeping our troops there. But the thing is, is that South Korea wanted to have an end to the war and Trump completely ignored South Korea and like you said Japan I I don't get what America got out of this at all yeah we got nothing we got nothing Trump got a warm fuzzy and and an erection from meeting a fellow dictator that's what yeah. that's what we got yeah, and you know, really it, and he, and of course, you know, uh, I mean, it, well, oh, well, what does that mean for Japan? What does that mean for South Korea? Well, what does any of it mean for any of our allies anymore? Because he's treating a brutal dictator um, a, as a peer and treats who you know people who are above him, um, you know, uh, you know, f- leaders of the free world, you know, uh, from Germany, from Canada, from the UK, from Japan, you know, treats them like dog shit, you know. And you remember, yeah. remember all that talk where he was like, oh, you know, they they bring these people over here from you know from China and you know leaders from every all around the world, and they give them nice big dinners and banquets and you know celebrations oh i wouldn't i wouldn't i'd take him to mcdonald's you remember that he was like oh you know i I just you know you know put out a a paper plates and a sloppy joes or something you know and in his get-togethers have been far more lavish and far more luxuriant than anything we saw with uh, you know Obama or anybody else you know in a state dinner with a with a foreign official you know Mhm Mar-a-Lago well, look I mean it's clear Yeah it's clear Trump wants to be a dictator why else would he snuggle up with Vladimir the Impaler Putin and Kim Jong Un both of who are thugs and dictators and of course he shuns our greatest allies such as Canada whose troops have fought and died with our own. Yeah. You know, saying, and he thinks they were responsible for the War of 1812. This man is, this man is dangerous. 
This man is dangerous. He's going to, we are going to be picking up the pieces from this for decades. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Even if we, you, I, even I if we it. get rid of him tomorrow. He's, he has in the past, I mean, I think that we've always known that he's dumb. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a terrible person. But in the past two, I'm, I'm going to go with just two weeks. I'm starting to see a danger from him mm-hmm. that is really disturbing. I concur. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I've always thought he was dangerous because he is one of those people. Some people bring out the best in human beings. Others bring out the worst. He's one yeah. of those people who brings out the worst. Absolutely. Yeah, he is dangerous. Um, yeah. And so, needs, you know, he needs to go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Adam, uh, we're uh, we're gonna have to let you go at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, so, right. so this weekend we'll be doing our Halloween in June because it's my favorite holiday, yeah. Halloween. We're gonna switch to the Halloween playlist on Friday at some point, probably after turn up the night. We'll just do it late Friday into the weekend. It'll be fun. Also, a special presentation for next week on the Sci-Fi Double Feature, Adam. Um, I have an audio version of of Ed Wood's Bride of the Monster ready to go. I think I might actually uh, try and do um, try and uh, uh, for the for the second night for Monday night do uh, Night of the Ghouls as well. So great, that would be fun. And this Saturday, I think we'll at least spend the segment talking about. One of my most influential. Well, now as a, it's a movie that's had the most influence on me. Uh, today, Clash of the Titans turns thirty-seven. Oh, there we go. Um, so I think yeah. we're gonna spend some time talking about that because it is a hugely influential movie on me. Oh, and by the way, we can't we can't not mention this on uh, uh, Sunday on Southern Progressive Revival for the last hour. Adam and I went on to talk to Wes and Joey. And we actually played a uh, this hippy dippy board game from the seventies called the Ungame, no competition, <laughs> you know, participate or don't. It's it's like the craziest thing. We had the best time for an hour on the show, and we're gonna do it again sometime. You don't have to know anything about games because this thing literally has no rules to it, <laughs> yeah. and, except when we made them up. <laughs> <laughs> so I, and I, I'm making an expansion to it as well called Ghostquake. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, Adam, yeah, good stuff. I'll talk to you uh, later in the week and uh, have a good night. Oh, Tim Carmel shows all ready to go for us tonight. Yep, it's locked and loaded. All right, very good. Uh-oh. All right, talk to you later, buddy. All right, have a nice night, everyone. Have a nice night, right. everyone. Bye. See ya. And Joe, you all forgot. Right, you forgot something. You forgot I, some, I did. a certain special somebody I, in the chat. I a very very special somebody, and it's Grimmy Lee, and That's I right. didn't see his name, and I'm so sorry. But Biscuit. Grimmy, you are here. Yeah, it's not a, your imagination. And he's a biscuit. He's a biscuit, and we love him. We love him. Yes, to pieces. Definitely. Okay. Uh, and Francie's on the line. Hi, Francie. Hi, everybody. Greetings from Smellaware. <laughs> I am back home. Back home. <laughs> Excellent. Good for you. How was the road trip? Did you- well, it wasn't too bad. You know, going through Jersey, blah, blah, New York, mm. blah, blah. Yeah. Crazy. 
Jay Z. <laughs> Jay-Z. Tony I'm Pace. Jay-Z. Yeah. You're from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. You're from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I'm from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. You're from Jersey. Yeah. What exit? Yeah. We're from Jersey. I love that. She said that. What exit? You're from what exit? What exit? <laughs> exit two, right near the dump. <laughs> oh. I'm the, I'm the Pine Barrens myself. Okay. You make a left at the smell. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Francie, I, I think I just yeah. want to let you, I want to let you know. I think you are totally going to love the next hour on the show. It might be fun enough not to do Mad Libs, but I'll still try and do Ooh. Mad Libs tonight. It's really fun. It's crazy. 60-year-old audio. And I'll tell you, I'll give you this hint. Okay. It's it's a guy who made predictions in 1958. <gasps> For the future, <laughs> and so sixty oh, years later, sixty. It no, it's Criswell. <laughs> Who? Criswell. He was he was one of Ed Wood's players. He was he was the narrator in Plan Nine from Outer Space. Oh. oh um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Greetings, oh. my friends. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm a Magic Eight Ball girl myself. Oh, shake, shake, shake. And I, it I may w- be possible. I will say this. I will say this too about this audio that I have. Some of the predictions actually not terrible. Some of them. Oh, good. So terrible. <laughs> oh. So. Well, we need good, like good news, you know, because of all that's been going on lately, you know. Oh yeah. Too much. This is it. It, it, it certainly is uh, too much, and. <laughs> And on some days, people are like, do you want more news? I'm like, no, it's stupid. Yes. Oh my God, I don't care. God, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Whoa. God it, it, damn it. God damn it. All right. Sorry, Francie. Shut up. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just want to take the TV set or your carrig and throw it out the window. I like, you know, oh. hey, I hope the... um. Republicans boycott uh, Broadway. <laughs> More tickets for us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> because, um, you know, they're idiots. Never, they're ever idiots. Near. You know, De Niro was spot on. Fuck yes, he was. Did you, oh, yeah. Did you, um, Francie, did you see the Parkland kids? Yes. Weren't I think they so. Amazing? Oh, yes. They are. So, I, I, yeah. They're wonderful children. I mean, not children, but young people, and yeah. they give me great hope. You know yeah. that we're going to get through this muck. Yeah, Ken and Joe. I don't know if you knew Ever- this, but the kids from Parkland, from mm-hmm. the the drama department, uh-huh. yeah, they <laughs> brought up to to Broadway to sing a song from the Rent musical in honor yeah. of their music teacher who helped to save their lives. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I, I did read about it. I didn't watch it because I was afraid I would, I would cry. Well, there were many <laughs> tears in the audience. I'll say that. I'm I bet. sure, not a dry eye in the house. There was not. 
I watched no. it and it was awesome. I did even, cry. Even De Niro yeah. almost cried. Well, well I'll say this. A little, little bit. A little bit. He did cry a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Then, then, then Twitter, Twitter and the social medias with the uh, morons, the trolls, you know, they went ballistic. Yeah. You know, about liberal Hollywood and you mm. know, the usual shit. Oh, yeah, living in their because, bubble and all that. Yeah, because yeah. liberal they, Hollywood hypocrite. in New York City. Well, I... Well, I, all I'm, of it. Well, I'm Hollywood, gonna, New York City is Hollywood East. I'm gonna say, to you know, I think, I think for all those those uh, those Trump cultists out there who are upset, you know, Francie, I'm gonna flip your flip your advice around. If if these Trump cultists are all upset, your entertainment center, your your big flat screen, all your DVDs, your your smartphones, your computers, just take them all outside. Get yourself a baseball bat. And, you know, and just smashing them. Yeah. yeah, just just because beat the shit out of them. They were made by, um, you know. They're, Dirty liberals. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Filthy liberals made your, you, your computer, throw it out yeah. the window. And some some guy was on 60 Minutes, I forgot his name, but he um, supposedly learned how to use the internet, and that's why Trump won. And, you know, what? collusion from the Russians. It was on 60 Minutes. Oh. His, his uh, secret internet guy. Oh, dear God. I I know. I forgot his name, but I was like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. And he thanked the liberals for inventing the um, internet. Well, yeah. (laughs) God, help. (laughs) I'm in a quagmire and I can't get out. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Are you saying, did you fall into that? People have common sense again. Yes. Can did we you... bring it back? Can we make it like, you know, a thing? Did, but did you, thing, say, did, did you say, did you say, did you say that you, you, did you fall into that quagmire, Francie? Um, uh, yeah, I'm kind of oh. like somebody got to throw me a rope or Gotcha. A or, you know, or you want, you want help, daily. you want help, you want help getting up, right? I'm falling. Yes. Yes. And I can get up. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> God, not her. Yeah. I'm falling, yeah. and I can get and up. The <laughs> new ones are even worse. Please, I fell in the park. <laughs> I and I like the way they they have perfect diction after they yes. Bother. I fell in the park. <laughs> they have perfect yes. diction. I've yes. fallen and I cannot get up. Yeah. Yeah. I've and, uh, like, yeah. I've the one fallen. lady too who rips the shower curtain down. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. Come on. Oh, what yeah. What the hell? Who has shower curtains me? anyway? Nobody has shower curtains. Oh man. Door. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> well, you don't want to fall through the glass door. No. Here, I. No. Here, here, right. I. I got it. Here's a new production coming out of the White House, everybody. Destiny Pictures Uh-oh. presents. I've fallen and I can't get up. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. Forgive me, please, because I'm, I'm almost in the same boat as that lady, I'm telling you. I know. You never make fun, you never make fun of that stuff. Because I'm not making you. fun of someone falling. I'm laughing at her brilliant performance. She uh-huh. was not hurt. Yes. That was... It, I, it, it's such an iconic thing. It's like, where's the beef? Or, like, you know, the beef? And that's no. one to grow on, uh, you know? 
Yeah. So it's hey, just and, the and trivia about that commercial, you know. Question. Did she ever oh. find the beef? No. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Go, Don't do a Google search. She never found <laughs> 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 the, uh, the She might have found the pork. Oh, yeah. Oh find the beef. <laughs> find the oh. Oh, penis. Whoop. <laughs> Don't search penis in this house. I've fallen. And I can't get and it I up. I can't get it up. Seattle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh man. Oh, darkness, my Come over, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> we can. Ah. so good. That was a nice. Ha, Thank ha, you. Ha, ha, ha. Well, you're gonna love the next the, the next hour because we're gonna get into some Criswell predicts from 1958, everybody. But Francie, we love you. Oh, mwah, wow. mwah, mwah. I was and, one years old in 1958. Wow. Well, holy pr- cow! I doubt what you'll remember hell? this. <laughs> what the hell? You know, um, Francie, in 1958. Yes. What the hell? Parents, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Uh, say it again, uh, Rain. A little louder. Said in 1958, in 1958, I think it was my parents' masturbatory nightmare. Oh. Woo! Wow. Woo! <laughs> this is a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing you've done. Well, it's terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> I don't think oh, it's... The dick's name on 60 Minutes was Brad Parscale. Thank you, oh. Soapbox. Oh, yeah, he's... He... Brad Parscale is the chairman of the uh, re-elect Trump committee uh, for 2020. Yes, yes. yes. And well, it, it, oh my God, oh my God, the guy was. Yeah, he. You know, so he I got. I really, we really have to go to break because um, okay. I, I got All a right. lot of audio for the next segment. So. Oh, what time is it? I don't have a watch. It's nine oh one Eastern. And my computer yeah. says eight forty nine. What the hell? What the hell? All right, Francie, we love you. Okay. We'll, we'll Bye, talk guys. to you soon. Thanks for Bye-bye. taking my call. Love you no guys. Problem. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So, uh, all right. Uh, whoa. Uh, there we go. She beat me to the punch. So, all right. Well, we got to run to the break when we come back. Again, a 60-year-old audio uh, from 1958. Criswell predicts coming up after this. I'll give you a little more information than that when we return, but I think it's going to be... A very fun final hour on staycation. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. Visit our concession and see for yourself the delicious treats, drinks, and snacks awaiting you. If you are thirsty, try ice-cold soft drinks or a cup of hot, flavorful coffee. Get something to go with it, like a sizzling and satisfying hot dog or a tasty, tender sandwich. Try one of these delicious treats, and you'll be back at the concession for more before the show is over. The service at our concession is friendly and efficient. starts in three minutes. Crispy, crunchy, melt-in-your-mouth popcorn.
fresh-brewed hot coffee, as you like it. Yes, sir. Uh, may I help you? Uh, I'd like two of those, please. Hot dogs? Yes, sir. And three of those. And one of those. And five bars of these. And a cup of that nice hot liquid. Uh, coffee. Uh, coming right up. Oh, and two bags of those peculiar white puffy material. Uh, you mean our crunchy popcorn. Uh, uh, shall I wrap that for you, sir? Oh, that's all right. My saucer's just outside. <laughs> they come from miles to enjoy our intermission. Show starts in two minutes. Symbols. We're all familiar with them. There are shortcuts to vital information. That's why, to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. It is designed to inform parents about the suitability of movie content for viewing by their children. G, all ages admitted, general audiences. GP, all ages admitted, parental guidance suggested. R, restricted, under 17 requires accompanying parent or adult guardian. X, no one under 17 admitted. Sizzling hot dogs, bursting with juicy goodness. Show starts in one minute. with the show. I've fallen and I can't get up. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, uh, staycation edition, uh, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And uh, welcome back to the show. Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. I'm still trying to find out updates. Last I knew is that the uh, St. Paul, Minnesota Fire Department is still trying to save the raccoon. Wow, it's going to be dark there soon. Ah. <sighs> The raccoon got up to the twenty-third floor. Yeah, I thought it was higher than that, mm. but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty freaking high. Like so, come on, yeah. raccoon. Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah, uh, thank you for, for checking in on that. Um, and, of course, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome, sir. You know, when that lady fell and she couldn't get up, she mm-hmm. broke her clapper. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, she broke it. Um, well, <clears throat> God, so, there's something dirty there to be said. I thought you'd think of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she didn't have her speculum. Yeah. So uh, here we go. Uh, this is this is what I want to play you first. The, a little little bit of an intro for this because Plan Nine from Outer Space is uh, the ar- arguable Ed Wood classic film of all time. Um, of course, he was presented with the the posthumous award of Golden Turkey for Plan Nine from Outer Space um, way back in the early '80s, I believe. Uh, after he was dead. Um, posthumously after he was dead <laughs> posthumously um but um uh but yeah so uh Criswell was the narrator uh for that film and uh in the beginning of it went like this greetings my friend we are all interested in the future for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives and remember my friend future events such as these will affect you in the future. All right, so uh, I found that fascinating because um and, and everybody just so everybody knows who Criswell was. He was he was a guy who made bold predictions about the future. The legendary Criswell predicts your incredible future is the name of the album that these audio clips came from. I recently recently acquired a public domain um copy of this. There it, um I believe so. If I'm wrong, don't sue me. I'll remove it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, so it was one big, long audio track on a CD. So I stayed up until the wee hours last night. You can probably tell by some of my Facebook posts. Um, you know, and uh, I uh, chopped this thing up into, let me see how many clips I have so far. It's not done, and I have 46 clips from it. <laughs> So, oh, so what I found, what I found uh, out, which was really interesting from this for Ed Wood fans, if you remember that classic Criswell intro, future events such as these will affect you in the future, you know. Um, well, that it looks like he, Ed Wood should probably have given Criswell a writing credit for the narration because before that movie came out, Criswell actually on his album said almost the same exact intro to Plan 9 from Outer Space. Ah, greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives, whether we want to or not. And remember, my friend, these future events will affect you. The future is in your hands. So let us remember the past, honor the present, and be amused at the future. Yes, we well, uh, it's hard to be amused at the future at this point, Criswell, but I like that optimism. So, um, uh, what I want to do is I want to go through these predictions. Some of them are pretty good, Rain, some of them are pretty bad. <laughs> and, and, and I, I have one of his books, but I've never read it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's in the, in the queue of, of things for me to, to read. But um, yeah, he he made some pretty crazy predictions. 
Listen to this one. This was the first one. And again, some of the language on here is is a little gross, but he does mean well. You will see he means well throughout this. But it's from 1958, so you got to understand people weren't as considerate back then. So listen to this one and uh, tell me if this one pretty much has already happened. I predict that politics will make stranger bedfellows than ever before. I fearlessly predict that the once politically inactive South will rise again in no uncertain terms. I predict that every vote south of the Mason-Dixon line could easily be conservative. I predict there will be two political parties in America. One will be the conservative party and the other will be the liberal party. There will be a clean-cut division which no one could conscientiously cross over. This startling trend will become most apparent before the next election and you will join heartily in this stand whether you want to or not. Now don't say you won't because I predict you will. So he predicted the the Southern strategy. And when did this come out? Nineteen fifty eight. Oh, so that was, uh, you know, I don't know what people oh. were talking about in nineteen fifty eight regarding what to you know where the South was going to go politically. Actually, actually, um, this was this was when. A lot of the Southern strategy was, and Joe, you could probably, maybe you'll back me up on this. I don't know. This is when it was fermenting because I think they knew what was going to happen. They knew, you, you had, you had Martin Luther King, you had the civil rights movement, you had a whole bunch of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was I well think, before I Johnson was, and, you know. Yeah, but I think he was, I do, I'm going to go with, he was prescient. Yeah. Well, remember, it was Eisenhower who first sent federal troops to integrate schools. And what year was that? I believe it was 1956. And before that, wasn't it Eisenhower also desegregated our military? Right. I think that was in the late 40s. Oh. I think. Not good at, not good at years. I'm sure but, somebody in the chat will correct us if we're wrong. I know Cat will. Well, there you go. She is she is smart at all of this stuff. And so here we go. So, so I yes, think we, so I think we have uh, this one will categorize as prescient. There we go. Um, <laughs> and uh, let me see if I can find one for when he totally fails. Um, and uh, uh, no, that's it. <laughs> uh, Clint said guess, Truman in 1948. Kat said 1958 was during the school segre- desegregation battles. Okay. So yeah, and it was Eisenhower who first sent troops in, federalized well, troops to uh, enforce the law. Okay, sure. so he was he was precinct on that, and then when he gets it wrong, we'll just give oh, we'll give him that. All right, so mm-hmm. here's the next Criswell predicts from 1958. Um. Not too far off the mark, I wouldn't say, with this one. I predict fashions for both men and women will be exactly alike in the new unisex trend. The new tunics, which will soon be worn, have no difference except in size. 
men are growing smaller in stature and the women are growing larger in stature and there will only be three sizes large medium and small to the new tunic you will soon wear now okay uh, i think we got to give that oh, one <laughs> tunic fashion I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut down the middle okay sweatpants not necessarily <laughs> tunic fashion but you know at a certain point we had small medium and large mm-hmm. as opposed to tailored clothes the tunic i think he was watching the time machine maybe and he was it, thinking of the uh huh it's fair enough if you guys are going with the tunic yeah i i mean it, 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 the snuggie maybe maybe it's a snuggie so <laughs> maybe it's one of, yeah the snuggie yes the blanket with the sleeves yes right yeah the new tunic the new tunic the fashion you will soon be wearing tunics so. <laughs> well i think a lot of science fiction uh uh movies in the 50s and 40s and 50s then they depict people in the future wearing tunics yeah, there, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. So this one I love. So I think I still find it funny. These like it's going to be unisex. Yeah. He, well, you yeah. know that that's not not untrue in some senses. With you know like you know sweatpants, sweatshirts, um, leotards. You know, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, um, spanks. Spanks. So yeah, <laughs> Spanx. <laughs> Spanx. So he has some. He has some other fashion predictions, which I thought were pretty great. Here you go. I predict there will be body stockings for those who would feel shy or modest. Those who wish to wear nothing naturally will be free to do so. I predict the day of severity and dress will soon be at hand, almost puritanical in style, with no beads, no jangles, no bracelets. Men and women will wear exactly the same makeup, the same style of hairdress, and if required, the same type of wig. I was not allowed to say on television, radio, or have it appear in my column, as the advertisers would clomp down on me, and clomp very heavily. I further predict the new age of nudity, for the human body will be glorified. Body design, self-painted, will take up most of your spare time. <laughs> Women will decorate their breasts with startling colors, while men will decorate their genitals. Those who are politically ornated will always print body slogans on themselves, and this will take place of the present-day bumper stickers. Subdued colors will be used in the cloth, but riotous colors will be painted on your body. All right. Well, body painting is pretty big now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. You know, mm -hmm. so so he wasn't far off with that. I mean, body painting wasn't a thing at all back then. Maybe in some, you know, like beatnik corners with, you know, uh, edgy photographers in the pre-psychedelic movement. But I think Criswell, you know, he talks about sex and nudity a lot. So you kind of know where he's going. He wants to see a bunch of naked people. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, because there's other things, too. And he's like, more nudity will happen in theaters. You know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't remember exactly. But he, he seems he gets he gets a little obsessive with seeing naked people at some point. And <laughs> it should be noted, he was going to wear the same makeup. <clears throat> yeah. Um, that's new wave 1980s hey hair metal uh wearing the ha same uh, and hair and makeup styles too yes yes you know which was heavily which was heavily heavily lifted from the genitals? 
which was heavily lifted from the new romantic era in in england i will openly admit um so i mean the poison looked like they were ripping off adam ant seriously um yeah they, poison ripped off everybody come on oh they did they did uh, they actually Just ripped go with the, that. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, Criswell for the most part there, Joe. I think that was that was pretty good. You know, I mean, he did comment on puritanical uh, dress. That could easily be, you know, conservatism. You know, here and there, dressing modestly. But now, now the porn stars are <laughs> so. That would be in the conservative states. Yeah. They would dress modestly. Yeah, so I'm gonna but give I was it. Decorating gonna, my genitals when I was eight. Yeah, you know. uh, given making hats for it. Why not? Yeah, made little so. hats. Uh, you know, drawn little. <laughs> Right. You know, I I'm going to see if I. Line where my mother put me into underpants that had little ruffles on my backside. I'm still gonna. I'm. I'm still gonna. I'm gonna see if I still have the 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 Christmas song Christmas penis dress up uh, for uh, <laughs> for the break if I do. So don't say penis in this. House. Anyway, uh, so we're gonna give him a mix. We're gonna give him prescient. Prescient. Bullshit. Precient bullshit on that one. Uh, here we go. Um, th- this is uh, oh, this one is hilarious. <laughs> uh, this is this is what conservatives would like, and this almost made me start to feel like he was conservative. But he's just all across the map. I predict that the entertainment personalities of the future will be entertainment personalities and nothing else. When someone pays admission to hear a singer or a comedian, they will not tolerate protest messages. They will demand and receive 100% entertainment, as this is the only thing that television or the radio sponsor will tolerate. Too many items are now off the shelves due to a subconscious boycott of that item by the viewer who rejected the program on which this item was advertised. I predict entertainment will be entertainment and entertainment alone. Okay. So that's mm. kind of fascinating with what of a lot of things that have gone on of late. Entertainers in the White House. Um, you know, uh, product, uh, you know, uh, 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 boycotts with Roseanne. You know, I mean, so again, 60 years down the road. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks, yeah. Yeah. So it you know, that was uh that was pretty good. I mean, had there ever been any kind of big movement before this that either of you know about with um sponsors, you know, pulling from uh, somebody who was too political or too controversial on, you know, before Actually, 1958? Yeah, there were. Yeah. I know there was like there McCarthyism and stuff like that too. I don't know if yes. that would affect it. So well, there were radio shows and radio. Oh, Joe cut out. Doggone it! Father, what's his name? McLaughlin. No, no, this is in the 30s and 40s. There were there were right wing nutcases who uh, had political shows on yeah. radio. Yeah, and uh, there were always certain sponsors that would wouldn't uh, tolerate their uh, right wing hate speech. Uh, there was one cult. I think his name was Father McLaughlin. He was like the. Uh, he might have been lost. Yeah, he was like the. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Sean Hannity of his time. Only worse. Oh, I yeah, listened. To, I listened to, to some of that one, stuff. 
Was Go he ahead. one of the people who was behind making sure that we had the Hollywood Code of Ethics? Uh, yeah, I think he. I think he. Uh, he had something to do with that. Yeah, I think but you're so, right. You know, in this in this case, with this what what he was saying, I I feel like there was a precedent for it because the Hollywood Code and it was the Catholic Code, I think. Yeah, Clinster's right, Father Coughlin. Yeah, Coughlin. C O U G H. Am I getting the guy right though? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Where you know, so the Catholic Church came in and said, you know what, you can't make these movies, and that was when we started seeing men and women sleeping in separate rooms. Or separate beds and uh, no toilets. Yeah, it just Hollywood became very, very cleansed. Yeah, which is an interesting thing because we've been through this before. But he was a Coughlin was forced uh, to to they took his show right off uh, the radio. There's a display in the United States Holocaust. There's a display. There's a there's a display in the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum on Coughlin because he was such an anti-Semite in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But continue yeah. your thought. Well, I just saying that there is precedent for, uh, uh, public, uh, you know, f- forcing people off the air, uh, f- for their extreme hate views, you know, mm-hmm. and Coughlin was, was one of the earliest. There were others too. That was, during that time, there were, there were a lot of others, like him uh who who carried on like that yeah so so boycotts are are old actually yeah yeah Yeah, we've been here before we've been here before so but yeah Criswell. so we'll we'll give him we'll 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 give him i mean i think i think we're gonna have to give him uh prescient with a touch of bullshit because, but arguably, it's gotten a little bit worse in in some cases, and more on a on a much broader scale than before. So we'll, we'll give him pressure. Prescient. I'm sorry, Julia or Ju- Victoria Jackson. I keep saying it wrong. Um, so, all right, let's get to the. Wow. Yeah, anyway. let's get let's get to the next one. Um, I love this one, except it doesn't start off like it's it it does. <laughs> It, it, ver, phrasing, <laughs> phrasing, Criswell. So here's uh, here's part one. I predict or that six. in our tomorrow, the little women will reign supreme. I predict that it will be impossible for a man to divorce a woman, for she must divorce him. I predict there will not be the present marriage status, but it will be a marriage contract by which the man must abide. And if a man walks away, from supporting his wife or children, prenup, it will be a compounded felony in the eyes of justice. I predict that both a religious and a civil ceremony will be required of all marriages. I predict in the future it will be very possible for a woman to sell her husband to another woman, both <laughs> legally and morally. I predict man will truly be the slave of woman. You women now control 93% of the wealth and spend 87 cents out of every dollar. So what are we poor men to do? Personally, I welcome it because we men have made such a mess of things. You women must naturally come to our rescue and do better. 
So, I mean, he, there were some mixed mm. signals throughout there. You're going yeah. to make us slaves, and I, for one, personally welcome that slaves from you little ladies. I want to be beaten by a woman. <laughs> yeah. 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 Torture, torture, was- it pleasures me. They That's- spend 87 cents out of the dollar, but they only make 75 cents on a dollar. He didn't have that. Uh, yeah. He- now, not then, though, Joe. <laughs> well, he predicted. He should have known. He should have. Wow, he was he a masochist? Well, what's wrong with him? I mean, um, he spends 87 cents out of the dollar. And they will earn 75 cents for every dollar a man earns. Well, you know, this clip uh, I play, uh, uh, this clip here that I play on the show? Torture, torture, it pleasures me. That's the same guy from the movie Orgy of the Dead with Ed Wood that Ed Wood made, which is a bunch of naked ladies dancing around. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. So, yeah. Torture, torture, it pleasures me. I think Miss L- Mistress Clarissa could probably uh, uh, suss out this guy's uh, kinks and fetishes um, <laughs> pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I think at the very least, I think he was pretty prescient in that because a lot of us, that's what I was saying in 2016. We need to let women try and fix what we fucked up. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to say, yeah, Criswell. Prescient. On that one. Not bad. See, seriously, 60 year old predictions. Not bad at all, huh? No, not too bad. Not too bad. He's, a, okay. he's not Nostradamus or anything, but. Yeah. No, he's not. Nostradamus, I mean, maybe. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> he was like, here's what I predict women will rule the world, and if. We don't let them. They're going to beat us. And I feel like I don't. I know you have a recording, but there was a video. I feel like he'd be laying on the bed saying, "Beat me, <laughs> beat me now." Or he'd. I you don't know, like d- it, but I deserve it. Just have his hand yeah, down his pants while he was stimulate. saying it. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> So anyway, um, we got to go to the break, and I hope everybody doesn't mind that I'm I'm skipping Mad. I think I'm going to skip Mad Libs tonight because this stuff is so fun, and I want to get through as much audio as I can because there's so much of it. Uh, But I want to get to all all of Criswell predicts, and so far we've done get spanked. We've done six, about six out of forty five clips I have so far with another probably 20 clips on the way so um uh because i got all but the last 15 minutes of a 45 minute segment uh, a 45 minute um mp3 file so anyway we're gonna go to the break i did not have christmas penis dress up uh i don't know where it is very upset about it don't save penis in this house but uh, we'll go ahead and uh, listen to a song from Bobber on the break. Uh, let's go. You know, it, it's so new. It's so fresh. Um, I think we should uh, probably probably listen to the list uh, by Bobber. So um, let's do that. And when we come back, more predictions about the future. For that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I got I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio.
sad sweet summer goodbye And mine she's far away Just a child at play Old memories Infect a heart like a social disease Grip that won't let go And she can't help but know Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you played the laser swords. That they're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower.
Yeehaw! Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Congrats, Caps. And uh, what a great uh, parade you had there. And uh, I'm sure um, Sean Spicer is probably sad over the turnout. Uh, Trump, too. It would be awesome. It would be awesome if the Caps hired him to be like, to say this is the biggest parade Victory parade ever, period. (laughs) Yeah. And, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, Tim Coromel show is coming up at uh, quarter after 10 here on Indie Media Weekly. Uh, you want to give it, it a little clown car teaser? Uh, we're going to – well, we took a little trip to the uh, the Trump Hotel used stuff warehouse. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> so we, uh, we have a couple items there uh, in the clown car we discovered that you could buy cheap. Yeah. Are, are there any shark guards by chance? Or, uh, you know? Close, close. <laughs> okay. Close. Uh, you get uh, uh, certain uh, pee-proof sheets. Uh, oh, okay. Stuff. That's good. That's yeah. good. Very good. Rubber sheets. Yeah. Trump brand rub- rubber sheets. Everybody. Actually, they're they're probably urethane. But oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> See, there you go. All right, so we're going to get back to our good friend Criswell. Uh, I believe his name was John Criswell, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, Criswell, of course, uh, one of uh, Ed Wood's players, starred in uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space, Night of the Ghouls, and Orgy of the Dead. Um, and, uh, again, that's where uh, the, the, uh, the this, uh, you know, 
Uh, torture, torture, it pleasures me. Yeah, that's where that comes from. Um, and, uh, of course, I got that. Actually, that's one of the earliest clips I ever had for the show, and it was about the Bush administration. Because waterboarding. That's why I had that clip. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so here is uh, Criswell Predicts. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, th- this is where, there's some stupid territory coming up here, everybody. This one is, is um, a little bonkers. I predict that you will not be able to turn this record off as they turned me off on the Johnny Carson program with my following prediction. I predict every able-bodied man in America will be asked to contribute to a sperm bank. This will later be used in artificial insemination if and when a holocaust should occur. Hmm. This sperm bank will be open 24 hours a day and a night depository would be accepted. <laughs> this for the eventuality that the male of the species might become extinct. Oh. <laughs> okay. Whoa. The night depository where they just put a bucket out on the curb. <laughs> I think they have a name for that. I think they call them glory holes. Oh, I'm, not sure. No. Oh. I'm not sure. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Oh, totally spot on, Criswell. We had a Holocaust, and there's a oh, sperm yeah, bank because yeah. men are going well, extinct. Glory holes all over the place. Yeah. Oh. yeah um, <laughs> I, I don't know anything about those glory holes. But, no, uh, because I have never seen porn, but sure, I've heard of it. neither has you Giuliani. Like Rudy Giuliani, right? No. Yes. Yeah, you know how many so. times I've seen porn? Zero. Zero. I've seen porn. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, Night depository, my. Why? Why? Why don't you watch porn, Rudy? Hey, Rudy, why don't you watch porn? Can't do it. <laughs> all right uh here's here we go back to back to Criswell. he is another kind of ridiculous one here um but not there, there are some merits to this one i believe i predict full medical attention by vending machine <laughs> i predict in the future it will be highly possible to to have an appendix operation give birth to a child or receive an abortion have a heart transplant a hair transplant or even a brain transplant what vending machine your own weight will be controlled by vending machine for 10 cents worth of radaric rays radaric rays <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> radaric rays. He, he's uh, he's obsessed with radar rays, uh, as you'll see in the next clip. Um, but okay, so uh, let's let's just say this: that they do have little kiosks that will take your blood pressure now. Um, yes. You know, you can you can go and uh, there's like minute clinics and things like that where they have high turnaround for things. So he wasn't completely wrong, but yeah, I'm going to say vending machine uh, um, brain pl- transplants. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. An alien covenant. Didn't she get an append, or was it the one? Oh yeah, that? actually, that's right. If it, in in not not covenant, but in not um, covenant was uh, in, uh, Prometheus. Prometheus, yeah, uh, yeah, Prometheus. Yes, she, she got, got an appendix or some. No, she got a, a, a foreign object in abdomen, whatever it was. Right, out of a vending. It was a vending machine, basically. But you right. know, he he did he did mention abortions in their reign. That's why I'm saying hi, hi, hi. And yeah. basically, that's what she had in, uh, well, in Prometheus as an abortion. 
1958. Right? Ni- yeah, yeah, pretty much, Joe. Yeah, but okay. rain, but rain. Okay. 1958. Abortion, abortion was not legalized until 1973. Yeah. So, so for that, and still can't get them. He via said a vending, vending machine. machine. He said I a vending really machine. want abortions via vending. I want. I want them on demand. If we if we look at him as an actual seer of the future, he actually might have predicted a little bit the ease of healthcare. So we could give him. We I I think we give him a mixed bag on. Prescient. So it wasn't. You know, vending machine. You know, brain transplant. (laughs) How does that work? I know. Well, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of bothered with like brain transplant and abortion in the same. Yeah, I was sort still, of. I would love for us all. This is how strongly I feel about it. Mm-hmm. To have abortions on demand. Boom. Susan is uh, is the same exact way. So, sure. uh, uh, but all right, we uh, for the sake of getting through some of these clips, uh, let's. Uh, Let's keep forge ahead. This one uh, uh, after death care uh, using radars. Everyone, uh, I think we know where this is going. I predict embalming by radar, where the body is turned <laughs> to indestructible stone. Okay, the body will be placed in a fiberglass casket, which does not corrode, rot, or burn. Your great 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 grandchildren will be able to look upon your countenance and see how handsome you really were. However, I predict if you wish a sacred cremation, your ashes can be placed in a small warhead missile and fired into outer space, where you would essentially and eternally continue your journey. Mixed bag, mixed bag. All right, no, there's no radar, radar ray that will turn you into your own monument. That you're, you know, they will be able to view your countenance on how handsome you were. No, that's not happening. But launching people's ashes into space totally happens. Yep. Gene Roddenberry did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm it, not a science fiction person, but yeah, we, he so did that. We got a mix again, Criswell mixed bag precient. here. Precient. Got some precient bullshit there. <laughs> and and so. if you want to stretch stretch it, mm-hmm. uh, he did. <clears throat> he said they turn into stone, and. Uh, uh, Electric Light Orchestra had that song. So. Oh yeah, turn to stone. Which? Oh damn, Joe! I turn to stone. So there you go. So uh, sort of. I'm gonna have to queue up "Turn given, to Stone" them credit for after for after the show tonight. So. Turn I, I, to stone. <laughs> that will play between before the Tim Carmel show tonight. Um, an earworm, an earworm yeah. you just got. Oh yeah. All right, here we go. This this one. Um, uh, okay, All right, this is also kind of a mixed bag here. I predict within ten years you will live in a push button world, and you will even have a maid controlled by automation who is never sick, always cleans perfectly, and never misplaces anything. Roomba. Always on time, never talks back, never gets fresh with your husband, and will love <laughs> your children. Fresh with your husband? <laughs> and will love your children. <laughs> okay, so a, a mixed bag, once again, push-button world. He's very close to being right about that, except it's a touchscreen world for the most part now. And but he said with, 10 years. Yeah, he did say 10 years. 
Yeah. Well, they have iRobot vacuums. Yeah. And well, and Roombas. See, I'm. I, yes. yes. Yeah, He's. You but you I know, the, the these. Pr- about this, I do. I yeah. see it. I'm still waiting for the you know, abortions on demand. And the, yeah, and Rosie from the Jetsons will give them to you. So, wouldn't that be great? And I bet you she would be lovely. Just yeah. Yeah. Sure. And then uh, I will hug you and love you. There you go. The first one to get one was Jane, his wife. So, dun 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's earworms galore tonight. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, only thing I have for the je- only way I can help you out uh, right now is uh... there you go. And hey, Criswell's back, everybody. He just arrived back in his Jetsons car. Here's his next. Oh, well, so I think we we again kind of mixed. Prescient. Uh, so it, it, you know, he said within ten years, you know, he was close. No, he wasn't close. He was fifty he was years off. Talking dog years. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, Criswell uh, predicts this one is kind of weird. This is, uh, uh, yeah, check it out. I predict that a financial scandal in the world of fluctuating foreign currencies will bring motion picture production back to Hollywood where it began. (laughs) You can expect this by January the 1st, 1971. I regret to predict that upon the death of a famous star, it will be found that he secretly married his own daughter and there are three children (laughs) to attest to this union. I predict that the very fact Woody a Allen. very famous Hollywood star yeah, Woody Allen. and a singer who committed suicide recently will not be announced due to the heavy financial investment in her unreleased films and recordings. However, the public may never be aware as her exact double may be replacing her. Yeah, so... Uh yeah, okay, so there's a, a bit of a, you know, Woody Allen married his own daughter, <laughs> which Yes, is what, and there and there are children to attest to that. <laughs> yeah, Ronan, Ronan and uh, Dylan Ronan. and yes. Yeah. Uh so Ronan so Ronan is actually sisters to Sunyi or brother to Sunyi. Right, but mm-hmm. we're going to count that. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. But we're going to count it. I missed I missed exactly what he said, but yeah, we'll we'll count it. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, you know this is uh, you know it, it, I think it's mostly bullshit because he was talking about actors and actresses of the time. So and it will happen by 1971, my friends, and that's my birth year. Oh, so I don't know. It was too specific and weird, and maybe somebody in 1958 would be like, "Oh, I know who he's talking about." But us, we we don't have time to do a Goo Goo Church. It could have been Roman so. Polanski. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Polanski wasn't really it. active until the 60s, though, was he? I guess. I guess here's the point that I'm trying to make. I love that we did this. But this mm-hmm. is also one of the reasons why I feel like people who try to predict things, you know, you could throw a wide net. Yeah. And some of it can be true. Yes. Oh, and I would some have to. True, I, I would. But, you know, I would have to believe in to the world. God, yeah, I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I would have to be uh, somebody who believed in the supernatural to think what he did. Like he actually had powers to predict. You know. I mean, it, it, you can be a futurist, or you know, where you see mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. trends working and things like that. And you know, right. and, and you know, there pe- actually are people who are like that. I think Elon Musk is a futurist. You know. Right. Um, 
uh, I think Bezos is a futurist. Um, George so, Orwell was a futurist. George Orwell, there you go. In fiction, I Tony's- am not afraid to say that I really do believe that are pe- there are people out there who do have like a special sense. Yeah. Because I've never said I'm an atheist. I've never said mm-hmm. I'm a religious person. But there are people out there who they could see things. But I'm not trying to knock this guy. This guy called on culture that was happening in his day. Exactly. To say, I see things that are going to happen. Yeah. And you know what? I see things that are going to happen now. I see that our country is going to be really kind of diminished because Trump is a Trump is a douche nozzle. And I predict that we, this country, <laughs> is going to bow to the European Union and the G7 summit in four or five years and say, please forgive us. Or maybe because we'll bow, you, you know you know who we'd probably bow to, Rain? United Nations. The United Nations. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really glad we did this, but I, yeah. I kind of feel like, you know... It's, it's heavy... Uh, oh, shit! To a certain degree. What I want to know, do you think that uh, Johnny Johnny Carson's character, the Kreskin, the amazing Kreskin, was based on him? Uh, him and others, I would say. Uh, uh, I think uh, Karnak uh, was... Uh, wait, was it Karnak? Wait, was, it was well, Karnak. No. I said Kreskin, and I meant Kreskin. Karnak. Yeah, I think Karnak is kind of based on Kreskin, maybe Criswell... Um, you know, I, I would assume because he's like, oh, oh, we need a K name for it. You know, we need a hard, hard K sound. Um, so maybe that's why he went with Kreskin. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Or not Kreskin, but, um, Karnak. Sorry. You know, I, I, there were a lot of people doing this shtick back in the day. Um, Criswell just had a little bit of notoriety for working with Ed Wood outside of his columns and books but and you know, the thing is, is recordings. That he did it out of comedic sense. Yes, and, de- and, definitely. And I, I, yeah, <laughs> big I really difference. do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. What I find really disturbing now is that you've got people like Alex Jones. Yes. And, and even Sean Hannity at this point. T- trying to pretend like they're, you know, telling the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so bothersome. Me. It is, it is, and that's why we're just trying to make it a little more uh, lighthearted uh, here tonight. So let's get to the next one. Now, speaking of lighthearted, here's the least lighthearted clip. Listen to Criswell's three R's, everyone. I predict that the coming years will be known as the three R's. Riot, rape, and revelry. What? I predict this insatiable desire for destruction will be fed by the increased use of drugs found in a simple headache tablet. What? Huge areas of cities will become smoldering ruins. Piles upon piles of human bodies will be heaped in our thoroughfares as a warning by these rioting radicals. Some gutters will flow with blood as rain after a spring shower. Law enforcement will break down and we will be forced to go into a garrison state and other military rule. The riots, the rapes, and the revelry will merely be replaced by crisis, chaos, and carnage. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Seriously, Criswell, you got real dark there. That was real dark. Mm. Kinda, he kind of went 
dark. Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah. Riot, riots, rage, and revelry. Lizard people eat my balls. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry to take it there, but you're right. I, I, I actually almost didn't play that clip. I almost didn't, but then I decided, you know what? If I'm going to play one clip, I'm going to play every clip from this because it's from 60 years ago. Yes, you know. And here we are with Alex Jones. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Sorry to make that connection, but when you played that. I was like, yeah, that ain't much different. So we had the, like, this nice, sweet lead up mm -hmm. to that clip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I believe women will, you know, and they'll also get raped. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on, dude. Bring it down. Um, but uh, there, there, yeah, wow. there, there is some, uh, let, let's see. Um, uh, yeah, this is weird. Um, uh, Here's the next one. I don't think that last that last one is. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, no, no rivers of blood in metropolitan areas. Although the Cuyahoga River did catch on fire, but that wasn't blood. That was chemicals. Uh, yeah, can I give some breaking news? Uh, the raccoon. Yes, it's the raccoon breaking news. So, Tim Nelson. Thank you, Tim Cormall said that he is settling in for the night. He's going to be on duty and will be updating during the night and in the morning. They're they're just sitting back and they're waiting for that raccoon. He's still alive, man. Wow. Because I don't know what I'd do without that raccoon. raccoon <laughs> to live. I do too. All right, here we go. Uh, Criswell predicts we got a couple, a couple more here. I'm going to try and end with a super funny one. Um, yeah, let's uh, here, here. Let's do uh, this one. I predict there will always be more people, but there will never be more land. No matter how no far shit. the raw land may be, <laughs> it could easily be a teeming community within a few short years. Once Las Vegas was merely an oasis in the desert. And today it is the scene of the world's largest airport and the fastest growing area in America. So, yeah, um, I, I'll say this. Um, no, no shit. Uh, the, I, I believe there will never be more land. Uh, <laughs> really? No shit. Yeah, there will be more people than land. Uh, but, well, I, I don't think there's... Well, yeah, there's definitely not more people than land at this moment. But, yeah, there will be no extra land well there's the libertarian um uh, uh islands that want to <laughs> that people want to build uh rain i believe your brother-in-law was interested in signing up for one of those yes, um yes, yes and uh <laughs> there's uh lava always lava sure yeah well lava could do it a, a good earthquake might be able to you know uh sure spew up a you know a, a new <laughs> land mass i don't know or devour one you see that that could be a minus and a plus. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Criswell, I, I just, I'm just giving him nothing for that one. So let's get to the next one. Uh, let's see if we can get to. Um, we'll see if we can get to 18 clips on tonight's show. The, the next few are very short. Here's the next one. Um, 
Uh, this one isn't terrible. I predict that you will live better, you will eat better, and you will enjoy yourself more with the new products, the new methods of manufacturing, and the rearrangement of your work for more recreational time. It's not terrible. The rearrangement of your work for more recreational time. (laughs) Well, if I may. Eat better and eat better? Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. I just, uh, I mean, we're, I mean, since the industrial, since forever, man has been improving with tools and things Mm -hmm. to make his life easier and give him more leisure time. I mean, you know, cavemen, sure, tools, fire. So that's sort of like, you don't get anything for that. That's like saying, yeah, bull, you know, yeah. That's easy. That's easy. Yeah, you know. it's too easy. Like we will have better transportation in ten yeah. years. <laughs> there we go. You know. Uh, the, uh, okay. I now, now here. Bullshit on that one. I, yeah, I agreed. Agreed. It, it classified as bullshit. This one. See, I'm only going to play this one because uh, I said I'd play them all. Uh, but yeah, he he predicts three celebrity deaths. <laughs> I predict that within the next. Three years, Death the Proud Brother will tap upon the shoulders of 500 very famous and beloved personalities. 500? (laughs) The next three years will become known to history as the years of great personal loss. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, um, Yeah, there's not been a three-year span where 500 beloved celebrities have passed away. I mean, you could really, you could really. Is he admitting reach. that he's just selling drugs and heroin to people? Oh man, you know, I hope we get to the drugs clip coming up. <laughs> I didn't even know. There's one about so drugs much. coming up. I'm prescient. You, you are, you are prescient. Uh, so. Prescient. Uh, so anyway, let, let's get to this next one. Uh, we're we're going to go a few minutes over, but not too long. Um, oh. oh. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, my God. This one is so evil. I predict your only medium of exchange we will have will be a punched card. Okay, like a credit card, not a punch card. We have punch cards we use for Subway. Well, we don't. I don't use it for Subway because I don't need that fucking place anymore. But, uh, you know, but anyway, yeah. L- listen to how evil and dark he gets here. No coins, no bills, just a punched card. No gold, no silver, just a punched card. A punched card will clear the automation center and buy you the things that you want. However, I do predict that you will not have the energy unions through work. You can draw nothing. There will be no welfare in the future. And I predict the death penalty for all free loaders. You are an asshole. Oh. I was so wow. I was so with you okay. all the way up until now, and you're yeah. saying the death penalty for freeloaders? Yep. Define freeloader first. I think we know where he stands. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah, I think you do. So, uh, <laughs> the death penalty for freeloaders. For freeloaders. Oh, well, I hope Trump he, never gets hold of this record. You know, the one thing he didn't predict so far is Bitcoin. Um, yeah. Because if you predicted Bitcoin, dude, you wouldn't be saying this shit. Well, he got close to debit cards, though. I, I think he he was close poking to debit around cards. debit cards there. Yeah, punch card, you know. 
I oh, mean, yeah. I, I think because you know a punch card you insert in used to insert into a manual machine, and it would, you know, mm-hmm. punch a you know thing like a time card. Um, I actually did he call for death of freeloaders? He did. He did. Yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, oh, Cat says. He's, uh, real, he's real, a freaking libertarian. Uh, he's yeah, kind of. Like he was like, "Hey, you know what? You can get an abortion, but freeloaders." I'm before die. my time, ladies and germs. Um, but uh, oh, Cat says uh, Sanford is trailing with about half of the vote counted. Is he Appalachian trailing? <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. See, all right, all right, two more. Two more, because I think we have a ridiculous yeah, one to end on. Um, okay, so this one is this is also a mixed bag. It's crazy. This is this is kind of the Alex Jonesy stuff from 1958. I predict that you will live in a very strong nationalistic nation. We will be independent from all other nations as to coffee, tea, cocoa, rubber, paper, oil, tin, and metals. All of these items will be created in ersatz. Clever imitations, what? better than the original. Any part of the world can be reached by super jet in 30 minutes. Now, and the mystery of the far-off lands will vanish, and we will love our nation all the more. What? I predict the law of supply and demand will be the basis for a new world government. <sighs> um, yeah, I'm not on his team. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of figured, you know, the, you know. Eh, it, again, it doesn't have to be you're on his team or not, <laughs> because he's just kind of crazy, right? Um, he's definitely no liberal, you know. In, in, he sounds in, like a libertarian. Yeah, he does. He really does. So, uh, well, I'll tell. He I'll tell. Sounds t- like a really bad, you know. Um, I, what do you What do you call the people who you go in and like tell me my truth, give me fortune teller. He's a really bad fortune teller. Seer? I like Francie. He's a very bad seer, seer, too. Francie, I predict that you will die. (laughs) All right, here's the the last one. I think this is a prediction. This is is kind of comedy gold here. (laughs) I I, I love this one. Um, But, uh, you know what? But, 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 Trump. Trump uses him like a prophylactic. He just shoves ISIS up his big, dirty asshole. I'm sorry. I accidentally hit an Alex Jones clip instead of a. Criswell, cool. go go ahead, go ahead, Rain. Finish if your you thought. If you all met me sooner, I could have predicted that you were all going to be born. Um, you know what? I made an accurate prediction tonight. <laughs> I said uh, I'm going to drink a beer and get a buzz, and I did. So, uh, all right. So here we go. Here's the last clip for tonight. Uh, this is uh, a prediction for May sixth, nineteen ninety one. And you know what? Shocking, shocking, accurate prediction. I predict that flying saucers will officially land on the lawn of the White House to open up a new outer space interworld treaty. Mark this date on your calendar. May the 6th, 1991. Uh, Didn't happen, Criswell. Sorry. Bullshit. Bullshit. Damn. No, wait a minute, though. Aliens did end up in the White House. Uh, this well, is true. Family, right? Yeah. They I was thinking more like the Trump Trump call. <laughs> but, but, oh, the Bushes were in 1991. Well, uh, no. no. But I was thinking he, later. 
later. Oh, oh there okay. you go. Eventually, yeah. yes. But you know, I got I gotta say though, I gotta say though that that's that's pretty hysterical because, again, that that goes to show it's like you know I have these ideas about politics, but UFOs, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I predict that so everybody that, that is alive today in two hundred years will be dead. We'll see something different tomorrow. <laughs> I predict that the sun will come out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So Francie had that one in the chat. <laughs> I predict that if you eat a can of beans, you will fart, possibly shart yourself. You, see, you don't have to predict that. That's scientifically proven. It is. There's science so. behind that. Um, yeah. I predict Kenny Pick will play the sound effect of Rudy Giuliani. Oh, I was wrong. He played the eagle. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, we gotta wrap things God up. God damn it, Rudy Giuliani. We have to talk about that on Friday. Yeah. Ugh. We, maybe. I guess. <laughs> His old penis. His old penis found its way into somebody else's vagina. Well, this is this is. Yeah. Uh, uh, let just hold on, just hold on, because uh, tonight uh. was the first installment of us going through all these Criswell clips. We got up to clip eighteen, and we're so so we're about we're about a third or the uh, a third of the way through. So we're gonna have at least two more shows of this nonsense. Um, so uh, tune in. This is fun. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, we got we got to wrap things up on Friday. Uh, Bobber will be here with us. It will actually be my birthday, um, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and push the free for all thing as much as possible <laughs> on Friday. But we will have to talk about some news. We'll talk about Guliani maybe. Uh, but anyway, let's let's go ahead and give our parting shots because we got to hear uh, um, "Turn to Stone" by ELO. So, uh, Rain, what do you got on the way out? I'm just thinking about "Turn to Stone." Turn to Stone. I got that, nothing. And that Caps poor raccoon. One, I got to hear uh, a Vetchkin. I also I said that poor. Chicken. I said that poor raccoon. Yeah, the, I'm looking down the raccoon. He's still alive. Mm. He, the raccoon is still alive. We <laughs> should use our radaric rays to get him down. <laughs> radaric rays. <laughs> All right, maybe I got nothing. I might not right. have anything. But we we got we got to be quick. So uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, new new on. new resistor sister yeah. talking like he was semi sober. Yeah. after watching him for four days. Yes, and new Resistor Sisters coming this Friday. Uh, Joe, what's yes. your parting shot? My parting shot is uh, an imitation of Gilbert Gottfried doing Nostradamus. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Very nice. All right, anything else, Joe? That's it. All right, we'll see everybody Friday for my birthday. Be here Yay! or be square. All right, bye. Bye. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Bye.
<laughs> That's it! Destiny Pictures presents... I've fallen, and I can't get up!